gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back down here in Porchville. How you doing? Porchvillepod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're all over those spots. Wherever you listen to us, make sure you subscribe and uh, give us some ratings, give us some comments, give us some love, let us know how we're doing, because uh, we aim to please, as you know. Matt is not here tonight. Uh, we've been talking a lot about everything going on with him and uh, and his father. Um, last Friday, Matt's father actually passed away, so he went to Wisconsin for all that. And I uh, just want to let everybody know, you know, our thoughts are obviously with Matt and uh, and his family, and much love to all of them. And he is uh, he is home, and now he's quarantining. So. Um, I am here, with Kristen and Julian Crisp. Welcome back, Julian. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. welcome to Portugal. First time. <laughs> it's good to be here, man. Good First to be time, here. man. Thank and, you, uh, Kristen. How many times have you been? This is like third, third um, or fourth. I did a whole episode once. And Was then it just one? I th- one full episode. Okay. And this is my this is my second time in the chair. Second, second yeah. full episode. And then I did one from Guatemala um, over the phone. And you did the Christmas the, one. A COVID. That's right. We the, were the here episode. for Christmas. Maybe I, you know, you're right. I think I was on for a snippet yep. with, like, you had a rotating table of yeah. people at the Christmas yeah, party was, last uh, year. Yeah. That was that was back uh, back when we could still do that. Yeah, we could just have a bunch of, <laughs> we had like 50 people maskless running around. It was yeah. wild. Yeah, no social distancing. So it was crazy. The good old days. Yeah. Um. So so you guys have feedingfaith.com dot org feedingfaith dot org is is your website and. Uh, We've we've talked a lot about it, um, and posted a lot of links that you guys yeah. have posted uh, over the years. Um, I love what you're doing. So, for for anybody who doesn't know, though, why don't you tell the the good people of Porchville uh, what it is you guys do with with feeding faith? Sure. Yeah. Well, feeding faith it's a humanitarian um, mission in in Guatemala. Yeah. We uh, we work. In the mountain regions uh, of Guatemala, to you know, bring help and assistance. You know, we're a Christian-based uh, entity, uh, but we're, we're humanitarian missionaries. So what we do is just in many different facets of uh, of help, whether it be health, movement, food, clothing, uh, shelter, ministry, yeah. uh, whatever it is to we can do to help the people and. Uh, Bring as much kind of joy and light into people's lives. I think is the the kind of the, the crux of it. That's yeah. the goal. That's right. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm going to get off topic. I uh, I just heard him say faucets. And I hadn't heard him. I hadn't heard him actually say that word. <laughs> so. a tap. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. But sorry, I had to. I had to. I just it made me it kind of made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been down there since March now. Yeah. Um, so and March is kind of a significant time to have moved <laughs> to a different country. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, oh, yeah. obviously, you know, we, we talked on the, on the coronavirus episode we did way back when, uh, in March, um, because I was, I was, I mean, I was worried for you guys. I mean, I was, I was like, shit. Yeah. yeah. What are y'all gonna do? Because everybody they started to obviously locking down countries, and sure. it's like you guys are in Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What was that <laughs> like? What was that like when you're, you know, you're sitting there, you wake up, and it's like, oh, we're yeah. we're here. Right. There yeah. is no because obviously you went there to help out, right. and uh, and do great things for the for the people down there. 
and then all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, we're all in now. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was interesting, I think, is that when you just said, you know, you went down there to help and we moved there. Yeah. And so the first thing that other people said, I'll come back to us in a second, but the first thing that a lot of, when, when it happened was people were contacting us saying, what are you going to do? You know, are you, are you, can you come home? Are you getting home? We were like, this is home. <laughs> this, Dude, is home. this is home. You know, yeah. we were like, we're not going anywhere. And people were really shocked that yeah. we weren't going to just up and leave. And we're like, we're here. We moved our few things that we kept right. here. We moved our cats here. So yeah. we weren't going anywhere. But we were there 10, 12 days maybe before lockdown. I it was very it was, quick. It was, it was about 10 days. We, yeah. we just got there. Um, we, we found a kind of house to rent. We just right. starting to get our feet wet. Just thinking, you know, okay, well now we've got to start. And then suddenly, bang, you know, yeah. it, just, it just went crazy. Was, yeah. was, there, a, up. was there a moment where, where you look at each other and go... Uh, do, I don't. Do I, we stay? Do we? <laughs> no, I would. No. I don't. No, think. we didn't. I think we we were so dedicated and sure this is what we should do. Well, I know we, you guys we were kinda, both very excited about it. Yeah. It was excited. Know. It was it was kind of it was you know without getting to it, it was a calling. You know, when you yeah. get that strong a calling, that stronger feeling that uh, you know this is where we have to do. I don't think there would have been anything that could have uh, dissuaded us from yeah. from staying. I mean, yeah. it was pretty crazy, but no, I don't think we even had that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think we just said, you know, this is this is it. We got to deal with it. Yeah. I, I could see it, if anything, sort of sort of enhancing that call. Like, mm-hmm. boy, we're yeah. you know, we really are here right. to help. We right. and these people yeah. need help, and yeah. there's yeah. a pandemic going on, and 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 let's let's well, let's there get was after. a get out. You know, they had for I don't know a month, maybe two months. They had. Uh, Human, I don't want to say humanitarian. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically, they had like relief flights for yeah. American citizens. Sure. So you could get on a relief flight at your own cost and to get back to the States getting the one yeah. way. But we were like, well, where are we going to go? We don't have a house here anymore. <laughs> we're not going to go impose on yeah. somebody indefinitely. But it, that never really... I mean, you guys sold your cars. We yeah, sold like everything. everything. House, like car. you took the cats. <laughs> the cats are not. When you relocate the cats, yeah, it's long term. I mean, that's just yeah, the way that, it is. That's really that's, it. And when you take the animals with you, yeah. you know you kind of you know it's Noah's Ark, man. We got yeah. the, we got the animals yeah. and we're we're out of here. So we we did. Yeah, we sold everything. We had a house. I mean, we had yeah. houses here. We had house, business, jobs, cars. Yeah. You know, pension funds, all yeah. the good stuff yeah. that uh, you know that's, you think you have to. have. I mean, that's amazing to me. I envy that in a way. I really do. I mean, it's. It's 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 a very free freeing, yeah. You know, I mean, of course, I say that from my perspective, yeah. sitting here, you know, not having given up all my worldly possessions, right. but I imagine that to be a very just sort of it's weight terif- off the shoulder. But no, no, go ahead. It's terrifyingly freeing. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect a way of putting yeah. it. Terrifyingly yeah. freeing. It yeah. is, but it, it, is. it did feel like a weight lifted, though. I mean, I know there's still things that you kind of, I guess, you miss. There's some things, right. but like, what do you miss about not having all that stuff? And right. Not, and as time goes on, less and less spring to mind. You know, early on, it's oh man, I miss this, I miss. I mean, I, I was a, I'm a handy kind of, uh, I'm Tim the Toolman Taylor. You know, right. I had a lot of tools and I. I, yeah. I like building stuff. I had, a oh, oh. <laughs> I had a garage full of tools. I mean, I could make stuff. I could go in the garage and whittle something up out mm-hmm. of nothing. So that was kind of weird to start with. There were certain things that, uh, you know, I don't have my garage. I don't have all my tools. I can't go and make something. But if, but as time goes on, it, it's it's very liberating to know that you don't need that much stuff. Yeah. And that, for, for me, I think for both of us, but for me, it is now, every, you know, if someone does say, well, what do you miss? What do you need? There isn't really a lot. And we have people... 
you know, even early on down there. So what can we send you? What do you need? What do, you know, you must want something from the U.S. And as time went on, it got sort of less yeah. and less thinking. And what do we, what do we know? We're pretty good. We got kind of clothes on our back, and yeah. you know, we got kind of food in our stomachs. We're we're in pretty good shape. And it is. And even now, we look back and think, hey, we had a three bedroom house here, garage and sheds, yeah. and full of stuff. Yeah, just stuff. We, we, stuff. We, just we, took, stuff. we had know. a storage unit full of stuff too. <laughs> I'll tell you. And that's the crazy thing. You know, we just matter of fact, this weekend while we're here, we had gone from a ten by ten and when we moved we got it down to a five by ten and we just emptied it this weekend. Really? Yeah, so, we so it's it. gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Wow. We had and actually <laughs> going back to what you said about, you know, missing your stuff, it's interesting because it's uh, what's the what's the phrase i'm looking for it's a uh, out of sight out of mind yeah and so we had very little stuff. like we had file boxes from our past business right. and you know stuff you got to keep for the irs sure. i mean so it was a lot of that kind of thing and then a few few family things and then like i had a ton of photo albums yeah. still just because of weight we just we, we were done with just packing things and now i'm debating on how to get some of that because I want some, and it wasn't until I started going through like all my old photo albums, you do get this weird sense of I want my stuff. Yeah, I miss my stuff, yeah. but it's not until you see it that you even realize it's gone. Right. So, as Julian said, when we we really, if you don't have it, you probably don't need. If you don't need it, we didn't have it for nine months. We've lived without it. Yeah. So it's been fine. We we try yeah. to go through every every so often and. You know, if, if, if there's something we see we haven't seen in like six months, it's like, all right, let's get rid of it. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that happens like 10% of the time. You know, yeah. uh, normally we just put it back. You know, oh, we'll see it again in six months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of what we did. And I've, yeah. I've always done that. You know, you, you'll pick something up and you say, oh, no, I need to get rid of this stuff. But if you don't really have to get rid of it, you just put it back on well, the shelf. Well, as a tool thing, guy, you know, yeah. As oh, a yeah. tool guy, you know, oh, yeah. the second you get rid of it, I, I need it. You're going to need it. It was weird because we, 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 <laughs> Had some, we had some yard sales. It was kind of weird. We had some yard sales, and I sold and gave away a lot of my tools. And one store, yeah, I gave away a chop saw. I had this cool chop saw yeah. for chopping wood. Uh, and I got rid of it on like a Friday. Uh, I think we, we sold our house uh, about a week later, and I had to do some repairs. Like to get the house sold, there was like a couple of bits of wood. And uh, and I knew I could do it myself. I had to replace two bits of siding, two two little bits of wood, and all I needed was that one chop saw. <laughs> chop these. I had two pieces of wood, and I I, had to, I still had to cut these bits of wood. I had to use like a pen knife and a oh. grind. I had to like I still cut them. I was like, man, it was like a like a week, a week, and I lost all I needed. Oh, so, that, no, it is. That's, that's how it goes. One. That's how it goes. When we actually moved here from our old house, this place is double the square foot of our last place. And it was already full when we moved in. Wow. So it was like, how did we live in a space half the size? We got, I mean, yeah. we got really good at storing things in different, yeah. right. you know, nooks and crannies, I can only guess. But yeah. Um, well, you know, a guy is serious about doing something if he's willing to sell all his tools. Yeah. Right. I mean, he had, yeah. he, had he had, like, you get chops all the bands. I mean, it was, there was, there was a lot uh, of yeah. tools. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I and mean, that takes that that's that's commitment. That was a t I think the the tools for me, I didn't keep on about that was probably the toughest thing of yeah. all the, the stuff in, in the house, even the furniture and your bikes. You know. And the mountain bikes. I was a big mountain bike guy. Yeah. I mountain bike for a lot of years and I used to ride San Falesco, you know, a lot. So right. I had two fairly high end mountain bikes. So that yeah, again it was kind of uh, I'm actually like just that. trying to get into that. Now. Cool. I'm, I'm, I love I'm it. Looking into it. 
Yeah, nice. it's it's good. It was, I used to ride a lot uh, when I first moved to Gainesville. It was my only mode of transportation, right. and, and I'd ride all over this place. And I was in best shape of my life. Hell yeah. That's good. It and, good. Uh, you know, that was a long time ago. So I'm, just, I'm trying to trying to harken back to that a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, Did you get back? Um, I was going to ask, because the last time I was actually here, here, uh-huh. before the, when, I, when we talked more about um, feeding faith and all that, um, you had just quit smoking. I did. And I did. how is that? Are you? I, yeah, I have not smoked since. Really? Not, so how long? Not, it not been? one cigarette since. Uh, it was a year. Oh, September excellent. 14th. Excellent. I didn't know if COVID 17, threw you 17. off or anything. No, no. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a wild ride. Yeah. It was. There was. There were some difficulties along the way. Wow. Um, but I never smoked. Um, it. I found that it. It was a real mental. Uh, it was. It was rough. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the the chemicals and all that stuff with cigarettes, I mean, it, it was in there for a long time. You right. know, I'd, I'd say pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's only a short period of my life where I didn't physically smoke. But when I went during that period, everybody else around me smoked anyway. And, you know, <laughs> so uh, when I finally quit, it was rough. And there, I mean, there was some depression, anxiety, all that sort of stuff associated with it. And, uh, uh, it was it was bad enough that I knew that was it. Right. I knew I, there was no going back. So I was like, I'm I'm not going through this again. Like I'll deal with it yeah. once, but no way. That's it. So so no, it's been uh, it's been you know a year and a couple months now, and and I mean there's there's no going back. It's not even a it's not even an issue at this point. There's there's uh, I mean my wife smokes. You know uh, there's there's no craving. There's no nothing it's just my my body and my mind feel like i've just never been a smoker it's really strange nice it's really weird you that's, know that's good. doesn't bother me in the least bit good deal. so nice. good deal yeah yeah i gave up when i gave up smoking the same way i kind of once i did it once i i wasn't gonna go through it again yeah. i think that's that's the key to it I, yeah. I did it one time i didn't i didn't do any of the patches or ease nope. i just i just did this i just that's it i decided i was gonna stop yep. and i smoked a long time and back in uh smoking in england I mean, we know how to smoke man we smoking <laughs> yeah we didn't even put filters in cigarettes over yeah. there brother no we smoked some raw stuff so oh, uh, you know take your lungs right out of you so we uh yeah i smoked for a lot we start smoking in england like 14 that's yeah. the average age of us yeah i was i was about 13 14 i was yeah. i was 10 i think first time i had a pack of cigarettes you know and i i, I didn't smoke them then, right but, it's thirteen when I when I really started smoking, and uh, till I was you know thirty nine, yeah. so oh, yeah. twenty six years, yeah. and uh, I'm glad to be done with it. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah, but like you say, <laughs> once you once you got it out, man, that's that's good. Yeah. You don't do it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's stopping the hus. It's mm. it's never easy. No. Uh, like you say, it's uh, once you've done it once, you kind of think, yeah, I don't want to. I didn't need to go with that again. <laughs> so no, as I a, hear that, brother. As a father, actually, both of you got asked this, but as fathers. Who I mean, obviously, um, my stepkids, Julian's kids, are older now, but yeah. your kids are still fairly young. Oh yeah. Now, when you say, you know, I started with a pack of cigarettes at ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was this. I think I had my first cigarette with a friend at ten, but didn't really smoke a little bit. I didn't smoke yeah. that much, but uh, in high school. But then you look at kids, and you're like, 
you better not be smoking. <sighs> and I just got to wonder if that still goes on because smoking's not the way it was. It's not as cool it's anymore. It's not as cool. No. No. It really isn't. That was what we smoked. I mean, yeah. that's the reason we smoked in high school Thousand was to impress percent. the girls. I mean, yep. we were impressing the girls and pretty much all the way I smoked mm. was to impress girls. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. kind of, you know that was that was all right. we did and it was cool and you had to do it. Yeah, I think part of what made it easier for me to quit too was that uh, I wasn't playing in the band anymore and stuff like that. So right. that was a big part of my persona you know yeah. I, I had that it just sort of went along with it and uh i felt i always felt in those situations that i just needed to be smoking mm-hmm. you know right. because it was just part of it um but it was part of that that persona and that uh that i had cultivated all those years you know so if i was writing or, or performing anything anything music related practice creative. i was out there yeah anything creative i was i was involving cigarettes with it. so it was uh it's pretty miserable, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, but but I think that not doing those things anymore definitely helped, you know, uh, yeah. kick the kick yeah. the hat. It's interesting because today the we were we were driving I think we were on Newberry Road and we were at a stop sign at a stoplight, yeah. and I happened to look over and it might have been a kangaroo or whatever gas station and they had the big billboard out for Marlboros. Wow. And I, I said because I when I did smoke it was like Marlboro Light 100s, yeah, and I commented on the price because they actually look like, because, you know, we, we, we'd see them because when I smoke cigarettes, I mean, we're talking like in the 80s or whatever, it was like 90 cents a pack. And yeah. it seems like they've actually come down from what they had. They, they were like $4 and some change. Yeah. But I think not that long ago, a couple of years ago, they were getting up to the five, six. And I'm wondering if it's because people aren't smoking as much. They have to bring the price down very, to get people to possible. buy them. Very possible. I mean, with, you know, vaping and all that stuff, right. a lot of people are doing. There, there isn't the pull towards yeah. kids anymore. Yeah. People like me, who you know is a part of that generation, we've tried tremendously hard to quit over these last. You know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, have really given it up over these last the last decade, twenty ten, twenty years. You know, my generation that grew up, you know, it was still cool to smoke. I think a lot of those people have gotten away from it, and I think we're a lot harder on our kids than than our parents were on us, mm-hmm. where smoking is concerned because. My kid ever picks up a cigarette? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, my mom was like, "Hey, if you're dumb enough to do it, I'm dumb enough to let you." Yeah, right. And uh, I was going to do it anyway. Right. You know, right. um, there would there would have been no point in her fighting with me yeah. about it. Um, and uh, I would have proudly won that battle. And you know, yeah. good good job, kid. <laughs> Way to go! Even when we grew up, I mean, <laughs> most of our parents smoked anyway. My yeah. parents smoked. And I, mean, I, I did. used to steal cigarettes from my mother's purse. Same. I mean, that was yep. what we did. And I mean, yep. everyone we knew smoked. Everyone's Absolutely. parents smoked. So it was just you thought, well, I guess everyone has to smoke. Yeah. It's like it's mandatory, I guess. <laughs> we just start smoking. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's like breathing. we got to smoke. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly. That's it's for sure. interesting because we found out it's not something we've really witnessed too much, but we've been told that, you know, or maybe you've seen it. I have but the in the villages or, you know, in some of the little tiny stores. Yeah, they'll, they'll sell them by the cigarette because they oh, can't sure. afford a pack. Right. I'm sorry, I'm going back to Guatemala. Yeah, but yeah if, if somebody wants to smoke, they're going to buy, you know, a cigarette. Right. Right. Not not a pack because you know there's right. not that oh, kind of yeah. there's not that kind of money right. <laughs> there, which is kind of interesting. When you when you got down there, like tell me about that first day <laughs> you get down there. Do you remember the first day? <laughs> so I, uh, I, I do, actually, I do. I do remember seeing uh, lots of bus riding to yeah. get to where you were going. Yeah. And so you got to where you're going, your new place. Yeah. First morning you're there, 
You open up the window. What strikes you? What do you? What do you? What? What was it that that you were just like, oh, this is? I literally have to think about. Well, we stayed at the ministry center. Yeah, when we first I mean, got I there. think it was it was kind of there was fresh air. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was kind of a little surreal to start with. You know, yeah. it was beautiful. You're looking over mountains. Or I guess it's like some kind of vacation we're on here because right. it was yeah. like a. It's, it is beautiful. I mean, where yeah. we stay, it's it's incredibly beautiful mountains, you know, fresh air, and and it was kind of yeah. You just took a bit of a uh, wow, this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I didn't. It didn't seem like this was going to be like a. We hadn't. Like, there wasn't a shock factor. I don't think the shock factor that we've moved to a third world country. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know we done all the planning, but we got there, and it was kind of for me. It was just like wow, this is kind of yeah. pretty cool to start with. I don't think yeah. we quite realized, you know, too much of what was going to be involved. But yeah. it was. Yeah, it was just beautiful. It was. <laughs> I think it's funny because now, now that you're making me try to dig back in the cobwebs of my memory, um, the first day we literally hit the ground running because it was kind of like, all right, tomorrow, meaning the first day we actually were, you know, not, you know, crashed from an 18 hour travel day. Right. Um, we went and got cell phones. We had to go start the process of opening bank accounts, sure. and you know we're moving around with a friend and translators, and it was, it was a. It's kind of like what Julian said. It was refreshing. It felt like a vacation. It was a little overwhelming in that because it was yeah. a lot of logistics at the same time. But it, we were looking forward to doing it, you know. So once we started the ball rolling, you're like, oh, this is really happening. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was it, it was enjoyable, and like he said, you know, you do you look around and you're like, wow, we actually moved here, we yeah. live here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? So this is, <laughs> this is a real thing. Yeah, it was. It's like yeah, it was just a it was just a beautiful you know outlook, and I think yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've and you, and you feel like you accomplished something as well. I thought yeah. wow, right. you know, yeah. we've, we're, this is this is kind of cool. We've got, right. <laughs> you know, it's day one, but we've actually we've got this far. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people can think about doing something like that for most of their life mm-hmm. and we hear you know friends of oh yeah i'd love to do it one day i'll do it maybe i'll do it um and the fact that we kind of did it, i think we we're quite proud of ourselves yeah. i want to yeah. blow our own horn but we were kind of thought well we actually have done it right. we wanted to do it we set it as a goal and yeah it's day one but we've actually at least accomplished this much we've right, actually got right. to the country we uh, wanted uh, to get to <laughs> i, I <laughs> so, commend you i really do for 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 having the idea and for going through with it that's right. a huge Huge yeah. thing. I mean, we already talked about it. Selling all your tools, man. Yeah, brother. Yeah, Goodness. Was, yeah. Well, I couldn't come back. I had no tools. So well, there was no point in coming back <laughs> no at that point. point. Yeah. What are we going to make? Gary's no tools. <laughs> come on, man. I'd have nothing to do. So, that, so what, are, what are some of the things, though? Because you, you guys are building... You know, like, what is it? You built a church? Is that we've, what I saw? Or yeah, just, we've, we're, we're doing... Yeah, we churches is uh, you know building you know we, we look at like building a church is is going to help to build a community yeah and uh, you know bring a community together well, a lot I, of it's central around a church and that sort of used uh, to be the way that that yeah. I mean yeah. things were always done I mean even Correct. even I think I would be willing to bet that when the when America was founded that was probably one of the yep. first buildings that would be built in a community was a church pretty much yeah. I think all you of know. our history goes back to, to that as a central focal point of, of bringing a, a village a community together so we've yeah. we've jumped in on a couple of us one little project um that uh, they they started to build the church, which happens a lot down there, and for one reason or another, whether it be funds or just you know lack of interest or you know the the, yeah. the, the different uh, uh, 
uh, you know, leadership in the village, they stopped. So one church they'd uh, they'd started. Well, there was one church in this village, and uh, you know, somebody stole the roof, um, which, which happens. You know, they, they took the roof off <laughs> off the church and ran, and so it just all fell apart. So right. they started to build a new one, uh, and they were doing okay. They were kind of doing it block at a time, and and a lot of churches will be built block at a time. You know, this week we can afford one block, so we'll buy a block. And they were building and building, and it just wasn't getting anywhere. So we heard about it, and we, uh, with a with a, a local friend of ours who's a builder down there, we thought, well, let's see if we can't help out a little bit. Let's get some materials up there. Let's see if we can. So we we didn't really sort of start it from scratch. The, it was already kind of being built. We kind of maybe just kind of fast-forwarded, just boosted it along a little bit. Um, yeah, purely to get the community kind of excited about something happening, you know, get the community. And we, we always try and, you know, if it's going to be a church like that, it's all about getting the community involved, you know, get yeah. them into showing what we're doing yeah. and, and getting them, uh, you know, involved in it. So that's one church that was in a place called, what was that place called? Roblesito. 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 Yeah. That's a very cool sounding name. Uh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, no. and that's, uh, that's, that's one of our little projects that we've been, uh, and it's still ongoing. It's not completed yet, but I think we've kind of, we've probably got them 10 years ahead of where we would have been if we hadn't tried <laughs> to help them a little bit. Yeah. So, What's the what? process for something like that? Because when, I mean, people think about it here, like we could probably build a building <laughs> inside of a day with, yeah. you know, yeah. Lowe's and Home Depot trips and 10, 15 guys. We could probably bang it out, you know, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Like, what, is it, what does it take to do something like that? What kind of an undertaking are we talking? Yeah, it's, but for Sorry. building, it really depends. A lot of the, uh, you know, block is the big thing. Concrete block is, yeah. is what they build everything out of down there. So on a, on a building um, standard, yeah, they'll, they'll buy a lot of blocks. They'll just start buying them and accumulating them and then they'll just you know when they get to maybe 100 blocks they'll start laying them they'll just yeah. start laying blocks to build this building maybe you know 50 feet by 20 feet that's a that's a church um and when they they'll they'll, they'll try and get funds in that they'll try and you know sell stuff and, and get money in to buy a few blocks and they'll just start building it piece at a time and it will take them a long time um what we tend to get involved with a little more is more of a kind of a pole pole barn construction right just get them a roof because to us you know for, as, as christians and as churches uh, we believe that the church is more than a building right so yeah. uh, you know you don't need to necessarily build this magnificent block structure sure. um so what we've kind of hopefully push more towards more just like a pole barn just get them something up the get the roof can, up get yeah. the roof you, on can, you can do a lot with a with a get, roof get and the, a patch of dry out. land you keep know? the rain out and get yeah. the community in right. that's that's it don't worry about you know hanging curtains and painting the walls so to speak not what they do but you know it it is so you you, you just try and get them a, a sense and and the other thing is it's really important to make the local community uh feel like it's theirs that yeah. you have so if you you know, you can go in and, and take a lot of money and just build them, quickly build them a church, but... Uh, take no ownership it, in it. That's the know? key, you know. Yeah. You've, and it's not so much having skin in the game. You don't... You know, it's not really that, but it is getting them to understand it's theirs. Yeah. So this is your church. Yeah. Let us help you build it. Let us help you um, dedicate it to, to this village, to this community. And that's that's vitally important. The yeah. community spirit is, is strong. Um, and anything we can do to, you know, enhance that is is, 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 is really big for us. Mm. Yeah, that's it. One of the other um, things that we, we in our in our sub I'll say I call it a subdivision, but <laughs> where we live, um, there's like a few houses, and there's a small structure where during the pandemic, um, 
well, let me let me back up. Before the pandemic, I think a few people met there kind of as a church. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, we had moved into the neighborhood and our neighbors invited us over after curfew. <laughs> it was kind of like an after curfew, but it was just a few people that lived there. Right. So we were in like a, you know, we're out after curfew, but we're not really out. So we were literally on somebody's front porch and don't speak the language. And, yeah. but, you know, we were invited over to literally almost like the way we're gathering right here right. with a few other people. And then that became church. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice. And then when the curfews finally lifted, it went back up to the structure. And how long were you guys under curfew? Oh my gosh. Well, we, <laughs> we were under a 4 p.m. curfew for probably the better part of six months. Yeah, I'd say through, months, yeah. I'd, probably at least through August. Yeah, that was 4 p.m. Uh, to July or August. 5 a.m. Yeah, 4 p.m. to 5 a.m. And then yeah. after that, it went, I want to say, oh, it went, it went from 4 to 5. It, they, they gave us an extra hour. Then it went to 9 for maybe a month. And then when the airport and the borders opened in September, then the, the curfew was pretty much released. I think a week after the airport opened, they released the full curfew. But we had probably... I don't know, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was probably four, four to five weekends where we were under full lockdown from five, four, 4 p.m. Friday to 5 a.m. Monday. Wow. So it was basically yeah. don't go out. Um, everything was closed. There may have been like a Saturday or so where if you could find a tienda, which is like a tiny corner store that they would lead, let a couple of those open so people could get their daily groceries because that's the right. way a lot of locals will shop. Yeah. They'll go to the store to buy an egg, you know, a packet of corn in a maseca for to make some tortillas. Sure. But they'll, and then, you know, the next day they'll go back and buy another egg. <laughs> so they're not doing, you know, a week's worth of groceries at Publix. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we had the whole. But my, my point was we were back to the church. Um, so it's been interesting because since the since that lifted, that little gathering is now probably what, 30 to 40, yeah, 35. 30 strong now, yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. 30 people Somebody's strong. Somebody's porch, you know, just having a porch. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's the porch gathering like we're doing now. Hey. It was, gathering. it was Porchville. That's how it started. I love yeah. it. I love That's it. How we started with Porchville. I love it. And, uh, Porchville, Guatemala. It was El Porchville. El Porchville. Porchville. But we do. We, we started that great little thing, and now yeah. you know, we've grown into 30 awesome. people. That, that to us is a church. You yeah. know, we don't even have a, we doesn't have a name. The church doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a real, its own building. Building, yeah. but it's thirty people in a in a group that that, that come together. We, we we sing, we praise, yeah. we have a good time. You know, it's a, it's a church in that respect. So, you know, and that that that's important down there. Just mm -hmm. gatherings, and people will gather in people's houses. They will gather yeah. as a church in someone's house, and mm -hmm. you know where where they you know in, in the community just to just to come together. That's awesome. Uh, I will say about you saying about the uh, the curfew. One thing uh, that a curfew will kind of strengthen is the marriage bond. Yeah. I, well, like, I was going to ask about that, <laughs> like or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, there's got to be. There's, uh, of course, I'm I'm married too. I'm sure there. I I know there's at least a couple people that are married that are listening to this. So, I mean, yeah. There's there's got to be good and bad. I mean, we all know that. There's 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 got to be the days that you you know. You want to just throw the person through a wall, and then there's other days where <laughs> everybody's happy and content. It, you know, I'm sure those fluctuate. come and go. 
You know. But it, but we knew, you know, going down as missionaries, oh, of to, we, we were going to work together every day anyway, which yeah. is unusual for us because we've had our own careers, our own jobs. I mean, I was climbing sailboat masts every day, and Kristen was teaching yoga. And t- I mean, yeah. we, we had completely separate lives, you know, every day, all day, sometimes they seven days come together at the come end together. of the day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah. now we're in Guatemala as missionaries. Knowing that we would be spent, we'd be working together every day, so that was kind of a, I don't know, say a challenge, but that was something we knew would be a I'll change. Say it was a challenge. We'd have to change that uh, we would be working together every day in the same place. Then curfews come in, so not only were we working together, which is an opportunity to possibly separate at some point right. in the day. Now to a curfew where on a weekend where you've literally locked in a house from 5 p.m. on a Friday to you know 6 p.m. on a Monday. That's 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 a little different dynamic. Yeah. That uh, you know, <laughs> you start you start going. Did it, yeah. did, it said yeah. till death do us part. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that we, what it said? Are we gonna is last that, this weekend? Is that yeah. what it said? I just want to make sure. You yeah, know? Was, <laughs> no reason. Uh, it's just so well, it you, is. You don't really. I mean, it's funny because it's it it's not even just like okay, well, we work together, we yeah. live together. We we have one vehicle at this point, <laughs> and. It, it it is literally like from the second you roll out of bed to the second you roll back into bed. Yeah. You know, it is it's it's you know, it's been twenty four seven you know, pretty, pretty much. much. And yeah. like you said, it's had its challenges. And now and I, I know uh I, I saw that you had you had done some yoga down there, but I and, and I don't know if it's just because, you know, you haven't been as active on social media as as of late but i haven't seen uh, as much of the yoga are you still doing that actually uh, um no um i i did a few classes online initially yeah uh, for several reasons because it's what i love to do second right. of all um you know we were we, we went into lockdown you know mm-hmm. and so i had the time to do it with curfew i was able to do a few online classes um Initially, it was also we were in a state, I think, for a while of what does our schedule look like? We were we were just getting our feet wet. So sure. it was kind of going back to what I know. Uh, once things settled down with the curfew a little bit and, you know, the where we were working, what we were doing was kind of kind of kicked off a little more. It just it just backed off yeah. um, now. Uh, actually, it's funny you say that since we're since I'm back here in Gainesville, um, I taught a chair yoga class for the last several years and. Uh, and it ended up moving from my studio to my house. Then we sold my house and it went to one of my older clients' houses. And right. um, so they've been itching. So I actually taught a class yesterday, which ah, was glorious. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Um, Cause it's three, three students I'd had, like I said, for at least three, four years. Yeah. Um, and I, we may have talked about this last time, but she's my old, one of them's my oldest client. Oh she's, yes, yes, yes. I think now she's gotta be 95 good for yeah, her, man. and she's just moving and shaking and and it was awesome so but one of the programs we're gonna hopefully launch well we will launch after the first of the year not initially because we've got some other stuff to to cover with um we will talk about hurricanes yes um, but oh we got hurricanes you know, to talk about one for sure. of the one of the program we you know we we've got a wellness movement program kind yeah. of in the work so um <sighs> i've actually act- recently written a, a, a chair class for yeah. Um, for for village women that I'm gonna start, I still have to translate it into Spanish and kind of go through that process. But I'm hoping to launch that probably and by I, spring. Yeah, and that seems that. like it would just be fantastic for for you know for for one for you to be able to do yeah. because it's something you love doing. Yeah. But uh, but to go into some of these uh, villages and and to pass something like that along, I mean. Yeah. 
that could be something that becomes a part of their way of life for just forever. I mean, right. you know, because they, you know, could really come together around something Well, they, like that. they use their bodies as a tool. Yeah. That's the way I describe it. You right. know, they use their bodies as a tool. So it's not uncommon. Men, women, you know, they... The men are usually in the fields. The women yeah. are at home, and and the women work in the fields, depending on their situation. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's not a man. A lot the men will abandon the family, yeah. um, for various reasons. Right. That's, that's you know that's like a whole other episode, really. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's it's very it's just a, it's a different way of life. Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody's carrying a bundle of sticks, um, obviously there's no visual here, but you sure. know, you're hunched over, it's on the back, yeah, and they're bent over, and that's a daily process because there's no electricity, so they're cooking over an open fire, yeah, and so it's literally like, and I'm talking ginormous bundles of wood. Something I'm being, certain could be helped with uh, so, yoga. Well, yeah, and it's it's really just I want to teach them how to move and how yeah. to stretch. Um, you know, and explain, it's also the explanation. It's like we were talking about earlier before we came on air about the teaching of why am I teaching you this information? Yes. This is what your body does. This is the way your body moves. And when you put your body in this position every single day, this is what's going to happen to your body. So if I can teach you how to roll your shoulders or I can teach you how to stretch your neck a little bit, you can do that at home and then you know that that'll hopefully eliminate um chronic pain of course because that does happen you know when we've done past medical missions down there we've been on medical i should say medical teams with other missions um a lot of people do they come in with pain and it's because they're used to moving you know (laughs) i i don't know if you ever saw we I had a video when they carry stuff too they'll carry hundreds of pounds on their back but they strap it to their forehead that's crazy so oh my goodness you know the neck gets like all scrunched up into the yeah. shoulders and there's so there's a lot of room to to teach that type of that's just one element of I rolled the movement out of, program. I rolled out of bed the wrong way the other day <laughs> and and needed like an hour of physical therapy I swear to god <laughs> So yeah, they'll carry, I don't they'll, carry I they'll carry bricks. I mean, they'll carry wood, bricks, yeah. refrigerators, yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll they'll strap it all on their back and, and wrap it around the forehead yeah. with a rope. Yeah. And, but that's and how they do like, it. That's, how, they that's do how you do it. Yeah. You have no choice. I mean, you know, that that's how, and then they'll go up a mountain like that. Yeah. They'll, they'll walk for an hour up a mountain mm-hmm. with like you know, two hundred pounds of blocks on your back, and, yeah. and it's and and the way you see them in the cities. Even at the uh, the builders merchants, where you're talking about building churches, well, they have you know cement comes in hundred pound bags of, yeah. and, and they put them on their head. They go to move it, it goes, uh, they throw it up onto their heads, and, and that's how they come and load it onto your trucks. If you want fifty bags of cement, uh, they'll 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 throw it on their head. The guys will throw it on their head and come it out to your pickup truck and uh, and load it all into your truck. And but everyone goes on their head. Quite the um, art form. Yeah, <laughs> throw, I mean, and I try and lift one. I try and pick one up, and it's like, yeah, I just can't do this. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. even pick it off the ground. And these guys are throwing them up on their head yeah. to come oh. out and load them up onto your truck. So wow. it's yeah, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, cement bag moving is crazy if you see them. It's funny because we uh, right. The image in my head is of the beans and the corn. It's the same same thing. Yeah. And you were you were 
you know, you, you got taught. You were you were taught how oh, to yeah. <laughs> how to do yeah. the flip. Yeah, because we do. We 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 use a lot of uh, you know beans and corn is is a yeah. big thing. So and they come in hundred pound sacks, big like Hessian hundred pound sacks. And yeah, there's a way. There's a little way you put it on your shoulder. The the, the seems to be the cement goes on your head, uh, the corns and beans go on your shoulder. Now you still got to give them a hundred pound sack up onto one shoulder and. Yeah, you get a little like flip going, and they, I've, I, I've got the flip now. I can do it, but uh, figured out man. the method. It's not easy, and, oh, yeah. and and this is what this is what people will do all day. You know, if you're working in, in a in a corn uh, mill or the where the beans are being processed, they'll do it all day. They'll flip these bags on their shoulders mm-hmm. and, wow. and and tote them around, load and unload. And you think, man, the end of that day, I lift like two and I'm done. And then these guys are doing it like for eight or ten hours, and I'm thinking, you know, it's just like, you know, it's got to be crazy how yeah. they do it. And even I, the old guys, you see the old man, oh, yeah. and they're, 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 they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was working at, uh, I was working for a trucking company uh, some years back, and there were, you know, we'd load up these semi truck trailers, and and there was always, uh, there was a couple of the smaller trucks, you know, you'd call them little, just little pup trucks, uh, you know, fifteen foot trailers or whatever, and there was never very much, and you know, twenty foot trailer would be halfway full or something like that, uh, eye level, so not very high, and then there was other guys that had. One guy in particular, it'd be a 53-foot trailer, 10 feet high, wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling, front-to-back, all the way. And that guy would beat those other guys in sometimes. It's like, what kind of work ethic (laughs) does that take? And it's the same kind of work ethic. Like, you know. They just get in and do yeah. it, you know. Yeah. It, they're just gonna, yeah. just gonna yeah. keep going. Yeah. There's, no, there is, there's no choice, but it's it's quite yeah. the workout. I must yeah. admit, watching, you know, just learning how to do it, and uh, uh, you know, they, and they've done it for generations. They'll do it, they, and they just like that's what they do. Yeah. There's no kind, no one complains about it. You see these guys, yeah. and no one's com- no one's like stopping for a break or a breather, or you know, I need to t- take a minute. They just, they just do it <laughs> yeah. all day. You know? Time for my fifteen yeah. minute break, it's, boss. It's like a little smoke break here. Yeah. We're just gonna sit down and uh, take a cold yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> do it all day. It's crazy. And some of that's also because, again, we're talking about where we live in the city. Yeah. So those are people with a real job, and that's a blessing. You know, they're yep. they're they're happy to I'm have happy that to job. Oh, so yeah. you know, because not everybody has a job. So and like we, you know, talking about in the villages, it's all, it, it you know two different worlds. Yeah. So if they've got a job in the city, they're they're gonna they're gonna work and do you know the work yeah. ethic is very strong. Yeah. Now you guys, you guys have both spent a significant amount of time in Florida. You guys are you guys are Floridians, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, twenty twenty years, <laughs> twenty, 20 yeah. years in yeah. Florida, from London to Florida. So, 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 you know, you're pretty much an honorary Floridian. Right, I mean, yeah. you're 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 I've been here you're, you're one of us. Yes. You know, I'm I, I'm transplant as well. Right. You know, um, so, you know, hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we we deal with them, you know. It's oh, it's yeah. like that's a, oh hurricanes, you know. It's all right. Oh, you know, it's just you know a, coming. It's just yeah. a category two. Oh, it's a three. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, get an extra couple candles and some batteries, but I'm sure we'll be fine. We don't really start worrying until they're fours and fives and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and this has been a a a very crazy year yeah. on the on the hurricane um, front. And on top of everything that's going on, on top of COVID and the lockdowns and, you know, you guys are doing mission work and, 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 and then 
Hurricanes. Yeah. How many? How many hurricanes <laughs> did 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 you guys have like a direct hit from like down that way? Two. 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 And they yeah. were both. One was a four. One was well. One. Where we are, we're yeah. we're we're off the. We're kind of like the Gainesville, wouldn't you say? As far as. Like where Chiki slightly, Mula is. Slightly inward. In, slightly inward, okay. yeah. The coasts. Inland, that's what I couldn't inland, think of the yeah. word. Yeah, the coasts <laughs> got slammed direct right. with a four and a five. Hurricane Ita <laughs> and Iota both hit. Literally like two weeks apart. Yeah. But for us, where we are, the rain... You know, as far oh, as yeah. it, 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 because of the mountain regions, they can't right. it can't yeah. handle that kind of rain because it just the, the mudslides and you know if you want to you know go deeper into what happened yeah. with the bridges and it no it did I mean we we got the 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 coast of Nicaragua and then Honduras. right up into um, Honduras and uh, Guatemala I mean it was uh, there was a wind you know Cat Four Cat Five hit the coast and yeah. kind of obliterated the coastline I mean the coastlines were just wiped out yeah. um, one we know even in Guatemala out on the coast there was a one uh, town that there was about 15,000 houses were just washed away, just destroyed in one town. So the, the coastals got the, uh, the the surge, they got the wind. But what happened inland, or where we are, you know, a couple of hours in from the coast, was a rain event. I yeah. mean, it just dumped rain for days and days of just torrential rain. Um, and and I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't expect the structures, I mean significant amount of them could could really take that i mean no. they can't be no they you know there was well the rivers all surged the rivers flooded um the the rivers just crested and, and just washed away there was a, um one one highway that there's a main highway from guatemala city um out to the the east coast to the, to the atlantic um as three massive uh, concrete bridges like big interstate bridges there's three of them and all three got washed away on this wow. main interstate so three of the big uh, concrete bridges just got washed and uh, and that's got to take know. years oh it'll take yeah from, i mean the, the army will years, put in some yeah. temporary metal bridges right. in the short term but now that'll that'll be a massive infrastructure rebuild but uh, and and what happens is because of you know, the mountainous regions that we live in um the you know the water just runs down the mountain runs down all the creeks and just washes everything with it Gosh, so mudslides wow. where we are in yeah. in uh, chikimula the province we're in even though we were kind of protected uh, once even when the rain stopped the mudslides started because it you know it's soaked in and seeped in so deep um and everything's on a mountain edge so the the mudslides were just horrendous i mean wow. we we that was that was significant loss of life um, you know, due to mudslides, and there was there. Well, you can tell there was one uh, one particular yeah. village that uh, is only forty minutes yeah. from our home. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Camaton. That, yeah, in Camaton. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was tragic. There was one. Uh, yeah, it was a family of ten, and seven of them died. And uh, we had been. It was it was kind of a crazy thing. It was over a weekend, and we were invited to go to a church service. And the night before was, you know, things had kind of happened within the 24-hour period before. And then it turned out that several of the members of the family were members of the church, so it turned into a service, funeral service. And we said, well, you know, we're still going to come because they said, you know, we just want to let you know. We said, no, we'll still come. And we walked. They had a, a huge street procession with the cars, with the coffins to the cemetery. And it was seven coffins. 
That's quite the experience to yeah. to you, see. You, and you see seven coffins seven. in seven different funerals is is bad, but when you see seven coffins seven, in yeah. one funeral, it was that was an eye opener. That yeah. uh, you know, and it'd been one family that the house had just washed away. The the mud mm-hmm. slide just took the house. Ten people in the house took it down the mountain and covered it. Yeah. Wow. You know, and it was uh, you know that so that and that unfortunately wasn't just the only that was one that we were involved directly with and. Uh, it's a kind of humbling experience you see that and you realize that yeah and and you know the, the villages will will they come together and and you know help each other and uh, and do what they can but that's yeah you lose seven members of one yeah. family that was yeah. crazy that was inland where we are that's probably the biggest effect from the hurricanes we uh that we noticed was the mudslides but yeah. we'll go back uh, when we go back to guatemala end of the month we'll go pretty much straight into hurricane relief you know mm-hmm. we, we've yeah. got so many projects that we want to get into but yeah. that's gonna be you got years. experience with that uh, yes but, we do yeah we did we did a little bit of that yeah we the Bahamas. Uh, has there has there ever been any like follow-up on that have you have you checked in on like oh, yeah. some of the areas you worked on yeah we it's ironic you say that when we were coming in last week to gainesville we stopped on the way up from we drove up from miami and we stopped in stewart and saw a friend of ours who has a house uh, where we were and oh, wow. um, where we went for for the Dorian um, relief yeah. and it's it's getting there but it's still not yeah. it's still There's not still complete the electricity is still the issue because yeah. um, the island they are on they pulled electricity from another island that had a massive power plant that got completely wiped away so they uh. had to rebuild the power plant and then you know make sure and then hook yeah. it up to all the underground underwater um, pipe work. Yeah. So they still. I can't, he, he mentioned no, they have a no few. Power. There's no. There's no electricity on the island. No, they got yeah. generators. They're generators. No, yeah. No so there's on, still no uh, power. On Man of War, there's no. Yeah. There's no main. They haven't got main power onto the island yet. So that'll take. It'll take a while, you know. Hurricane relief, I think, in well, in the Bahamas is bad enough, but even when we're, where we are, it, it, that's not a it's not a quick thing. It's not yeah. like you know FEMA don't come. Well, and you got to be worried about. Trucks. I would imagine you got to be worried about mudslides and stuff like Continuous. that for weeks and yeah. months. Well, you know, I yeah. mean, because yeah. that because you you never know. I no. mean, it could all of a sudden, you know, you got a disaster on your hands. Yeah, and it will take uh, you know the, these villages and communities. There's no insurance. Nobody has insurance on houses. Yeah. Like I say, no FEMA. There's no Corps of Engineers going to come in and help if your house has been washed away you then you just gotta rebuild it you just gotta somehow Figure rebuild so yeah. what we will go back to will be you know almost still at the emergency urgent kind of relief uh, the long term relief will be the next couple of years uh, after these hurricanes but we'll just go back to trying to put top all ends and roofs over people's heads and, mm-hmm. and you know just get them some shelter and you know we're still going to be at that level yeah. it will still be raw uh, when we get back in January, and that's going to be our kind of that's main our focus, our main mission will be, you know, hurricane relief. That will be our biggest, you know, we'll be out and about finding out what the communities need and, uh, you know, just trying to, that's, that will be the first thing is work out what, what's the most immediate need. And then we're going to try and, you know, get some, um, you know, movement out there and get some uh, materials and food. And, and, you know, it's it's all over the country. The whole country was was affected. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know when you when you when you look at it from like a like a spiritual angle, you know. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, oh, we're 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 called to do this. You know, we're 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 going to go go down here X, Y, or Z to do some good. And there's just one thing after <laughs> another, after yeah. another, after another. Is there a point where you, where does it does it feel <laughs> like you're being tested? Is there a point where you just <laughs> like. 
my god like like yeah. we're yeah. just there's there's this is really like a test you know do you, do you look at it that way or is it just like well what, just roll with it? it i mean it's a little bit of both i would think because there yeah. is a very much it's funny we just talked to somebody not that long ago said you know like for us, Christianity is not easy. It's not right. for the faint of heart. Yeah. It's a cliche, but it's, it's you know, that's sometimes you do. But I think our faith is strong and gotten stronger. And yeah. I, for well, me personally, I just kind of go, well, this is this is what we're here to do. Yeah. So, you know, there's always going to be disasters. You hope there's not going to always be all these pandemic type stuff. Right. I mean, because this is obviously a f- weird thing in our lifetime. But that it is it is it's a very odd you know situation for us and but i think when it comes to like you said the hurricanes and i'm sure there will be other outbreaks of different things and diseases maybe not a full global pandemic but it's 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 just what it's what happens in the world so you have to you've got what i think you you know you we we learn from everything we we do you know we 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 mature in our in our years and we mature in our faith you know you know we we have faith in our god to to protect and provide and we know he sent us to this place and we we you know nothing can divert from that and everything that we come across you know and it's again it's old cliche but it does make us stronger you know we've learned to, to live in a pandemic we've learned you know that we you know we'll be there when there's there's hurricanes will come through so we you know and, and we're constantly learning we're constantly taking more and more from all this kind of bad stuff i guess that's happening and and you know building on it using it and you know learning from it but yeah. uh, you know i think if for our faith it can actually get a bit stronger i feel yeah. you know i feel more confident that that uh, you know i don't ever think that you know these that can there be a real god if he's doing all this bad stuff I, i've gone gone the other way and and you know that the god is our god's a faithful god and i know that he's always going to watch over us and he's he's he sent us down there for this these things were coming these things are going to keep happening and uh, but so as christian said it, it can be difficult i think yeah. people that are maybe just starting out with their walk in in faith or whatever it, you know, whatever their walk is, it can be tough when these things happen. Of course, your, your yeah. point your point is very good because I think a lot of not young in age, but young in in faith, the people are joining churches, they're just finding their feet, and then all this stuff happens. It's like saying, you know, I'm going to give up on this because yeah. there's there's well, nothing people, here. It just keeps would, on coming. People would tend to say, you know, that's that's the devil's yeah. way of yeah, keeping you off the path. You know? and, and absolutely, it, right. <laughs> and it is very. And churches are suffering. You, that you may, you know, it's 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 no joke that around the world, uh, in certain places, worse than others, but the churches are, are suffering big time. You know, the, the people are leaving the churches and and. You know their their faith has been so so shattered, I guess, by the, by things that are going on. Yeah, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's tough. You know, well, the church know. the church overall has taken you know a lot of lumps over the last yeah. you know few years, sure. and, and 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 so I think that uh, you know people have people have struggled yeah. you know yeah. with that in some ways, but uh, I think I, I'm, I'm seeing some I'm seeing some turnarounds there. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I think that people are starting to come back a little bit, yeah. and you know, this pandemic. Um, you know, did a lot, you know, to, well, I, I probably, probably both ways, you know, push people to and away. Yeah. You know? So I agree. It's, it's been, a, it's been so, so much has happened this year, you know, yeah. that. But has, I think you'll uh, see, a, you'll see a kind of a, a, a rebirth in a lot of church. I'm, yeah. I'm confident that, you know, the church as a whole, uh, you know, 
will come back strong. It'll it'll yeah. come back. It'll be different. It may not be the same. Yeah. Uh, the same. They may not be the same buildings. They may not uh, be meeting in the same way. But uh, you know, the, ch- the the church, as we'll call it, as 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 a way of kind of re- you know re-energizing itself and rebuilding itself. And I think that's kind of part of what's going on right now. This will be a rebuild and a reset and a and a, and a rebirth, if you will. So it's it's going to come back strong. I, you know, our faith. You know, it, it's just going to look. A little different and i think that scares some people and it scares some people away yeah. but uh for us i think it, it's you know i think it's an exciting time to be honest with you i think it's quite an exciting time to be a christian yeah. i think it's an exciting time to be in the church to see what's next to see what uh what we're going to bit uh what we're going to be involved with and especially for us we're the kind of the sharp end of the the spear where we are in the mission field i think it to me it's even more exciting that we're going to get uh more opportunities to to see what the the future holds and really be a part of it be a part yeah. of whatever the rebuild is and uh, you know it's it's i don't know it can be exciting I mean, we're certainly we're certainly you know pushing forward we're not you're not retracting we're going no. <laughs> we're well, doing even more one thing you said that kind of resonated you said about people say it's the devil's way yeah. and i've heard people about the pandemic in specific say you know oh this is just god testing everybody yeah and my response to that is usually well god didn't cause the pandemic in my mind's side you know my mind's eye so to speak right. but that's that is that's the devil that's the enemy that's that that's where those things come from but at the same time that is when god is going to see how you respond yeah, yeah. If you want to get deeper into the spiritual side of the way I think that's 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 my take on you know God didn't cause COVID and God didn't cause the hurricanes now, right. I, you know. Well, that's I, like I, the I old think. saying of you know if you pray for patience, He's not going to give you patience. He's going to test your patience. Yeah. That's right. You know, to <laughs> very true. Ramp those patients up. That's right. Yeah. Very true. But Which, I think uh, it is. It's about it's, and that's you know that's just that's that's your faith. That's a walk yeah. of faith to having to shift your thought process. Yeah. Because I've heard some, you know, I've heard church people or Christians or whatever you want to say they are that say. You know, oh, this is God testing us. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, but then you're kind of stating that He caused the COVID on purpose <laughs> right. to see what we do. Yeah. No, I think it's the other way around. It's the enemy is is where all that negativity is coming from, and then now we're being tested to see how we respond, how we react. Yeah. So right. we should, I think, take that a little seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a, this is a good time. For the Christians, for the church, this is our, you know, this is kind of our time to shine. This yeah. is when we should be doing our best work. You know, this to me is, is what we, uh, as people, as followers of Christ, you know, we, we should be helping other people. This is, yeah. you know, there, there's so much need, there's so much that we can do now, and I think this is the absolute time to show what we can do. I think this is, again, I really do. I think this is our time. This is the church's time. This is this is Christian's time. To, you know, we, we now need to kind of lead the charge, lead the fight to, mm-hmm. to help and, and to overcome all, you know, these, these things that keep coming at us. I think it's 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 the perfect time to be a, a, a goer, a yeah. church goer, a Christian. I, I don't think there's been many other times when it yeah. is as important that we need to do what we do best and, and what well, we can only do. And that's definitely been an argument by a lot of people that, you know, uh, since church and religion has by and large been taken out of a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've sort of seen a decline in a lot of, a lot of yeah. just a, the way of our way of life in general. You yeah. know, people, I've heard a lot of folks say, so I think there's a lot of truth to that, yeah. you know, yeah. 
I think it is. I think it's a good. T- this is a good time. I think yeah. it's, 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 it is. I think it's our time, and you know, like you said, <laughs> this yeah. is this is going to well, be. People, well, people people felt a moral accountability before, yeah. you know, and right. I and, and and I think with with the loss of you know any sort of religion or any sort of faith in their life, it's like, yeah. well, what the hell do I care? Yeah. You know, there's no result. At least before, there was a, there was an ultimate result. Boy, I better not do that because I'm going to you know be you know cast down into eternal <laughs> damnation and that yeah. doesn't sound like a good idea no. so yeah. we at least had that hanging over our head where now you know yeah it's become more of a free don't worry about it. i think that rings i think that rings true for whatever your faith is yeah. and, you know i i feel strong you know as, as somebody who taught in classrooms of every walk of faith you know yeah. as a yoga instructor everybody came in the room right so for me, that was not my focus of who was on a mat in yeah. front of me. You know, I've had Christians, atheists, you know, Buddhists, Hindu, I've had them all, I've everybody in there. But I think when you don't have any faith in whoever it is that you follow, yeah. I think you, you're just, you're, there's a sense of loss. And, you know, I'm sure there's those who made, you know, maybe the atheists disagree with me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would just say that, yeah, to, to have not... It's it's almost like to me it would be like having no sense of hope, yeah. of having no belief system of something to follow, right. and like you said, it's almost like then you become lost in your morality, yeah, and you don't. There's not a system or a sense of hope or something to feel like you. It's like not answering to yourself, yeah. not taking a sense of responsibility yep. for for how you are, how you treat others, how you treat the planet, whatever yep. you're, you know, whether you're following mother nature nothing or God, you in check. Know, nothing keeping you in yeah. check. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, it is crazy. Like you said, and there's a moral breakdown. Yep. Has there been a moment for you since you've been down there for both of you, um, since you've been there that you've been like this, this right here, this is why I'm here doing this. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's I just been several. Like, yeah, no, yes. no, no, definitely. Well, yeah. well what's yeah. the first one that comes to mind? For me, it's when we went out to the villages during the pan. Well, I say during the pandemic, we're still in it now, but we went out um, and started feeding people. We were bringing bags of food because it was um, there. People were hanging out white flags if they had did, hadn't had food for three days. Really? Yeah. In the yeah, it was called, oh, wow. and we we launched. We called it the white flag campaign. So we were we raised Gosh. money. We were working with another ministry as well. So the group of us went out and we. Did I think we ended up giving out around three thousand bags of food, and we would sit down with people, and they would have to come. It wasn't just a free for all. We had to they they had to line up, and they we worked with churches. They sat down, we introduced, we talked to them, told them what the bag was, you know, said it's a gift from God, um, and then talked to them and said, "How are you?" And that was the biggest thing that we were like, you know, people were just shocked. I think that. Not only did we come, but we came, we brought the food, and we wanted to know yeah. genuinely, how are you doing? Does yeah. your family, are, are you surviving? Does your, are your loved ones working? You know, whether it's your husband or your son or, you know, is there work coming in? Just because a lot of people didn't have any of that. And then we were evangelizing. We were praying with them. We were literally laying hands on them, praying with them. And we were not expecting to do that kind of work. Yeah. That wasn't what you know, knowing that we were going to be working and helping some people and doing what we thought we were doing, the pandemic changed it all. So we ended up doing this whole other type of evangelism. I can pretty sure say we didn't ever think we'd be down there just 
praying over person after person after like yeah. day after day after day and yeah. that was probably the moment of like this is what i'm here to do you know to give somebody a sense of hope and we had people who were more gracious to how do i how do i say this um not just like thankful that we were there but they were kind of like what can we do for you right. and these are people with nothing the sense of generosity from someone who has nothing has blown us away. Yeah. It, it's been mind numbing. You know, it, literally everywhere we go, people want to give us stuff. Yeah. And we're kind of like, no, no, no. I mean, we, we get fed. We've been fed. You know, we've been fed right. by people who have nothing because they just feel like it's an honor because you're there to help them. They want to help you. So it's just like this sense, like Julian said, it's a sense of community and humanity that's just very different yeah, you know, yeah. i think yeah, so we've been, we've been we have been made very very welcome it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's uh not that we didn't think we would be but we you know we were kind of uh humbled by how welcome everybody in the village in the town but yeah especially when you, you know, you're taking them food and, and they will literally want to like you know give you stuff what can we give to you and and it's you know they're they're, they're a very welcoming um you know incredibly generous people mm -hmm. you know to a fault they will give you you know when we go to a village and if they'll you know, we'll go to give them food, we'll go to help them, and they'll, they'll want to cook you a meal. And, mm. and we know they don't have food for the villa village for themselves, but they'll still want to make you something. Is you that know? hard and to do, though? Like, when, they, when, they're, when they're offering you food and you uh, know it's like, we, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is probably, you know... And, and it's crazy because food for a couple happen, days. Like what will happen is you'll go, and then we may four of us will go to a village, and yeah, we'll give them food. We'll be bringing up supplies to them, and then they'll cook you a meal. Yeah, but. Even it'll usually be the pastor and his wife that will cook the meal, and it will be you know it'll be a chicken, usually a chicken soup kind of meal, and uh, with potatoes and a few vegetables in a bowl, and, and you know that's not the stuff these guys eat that, but once Ever. once a year, and then they won't sit down and eat with you. You know, you'll no. be at a table that they won't. There won't be enough for them. They'll they'll have enough for you, but even the pa the, the 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 people that cooked it won't sit at the table and eat with you. And, and wow. but. But, you know, even the, the uh, people we know down there have been down there for a long, long time. This missionary's been down there 20, 30 years. Used, that, that's just the way they are. And you, you've got to eat it all now. You know, it, it is. It's, it's weird because you're sitting around thinking, well, you guys, you know, you could feed the village with this, right. this yeah. food. But they're, they're that, you know, that, but that's, that's just the way they are. They want to bless you. They want yeah. you to have something. Now, I will tell you that when they cook the chicken... They cook the whole chicken. I mean, you, you, every part, every part of it. You can get, uh, yeah. yeah, you can get bits. Of, it's it's good. I mean, it is very very good. But boy, oh boy, yeah, you can you can get some odd bits, and you look and think, what part of the chicken is that? Yeah. That looks a bit strange. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Well, we're yeah, we're we're spoiled here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we we are we are. <laughs> Boiled yeah. when it comes yeah. to that, and I'd say you know, just talking about the meals. I mean, I think because we've had several when we did, you know. Um, Two things come to mind is, you know, when you do this a couple different times or, you know, a few times, then you have to stand back and say, I need to make sure I don't take this experience for granted, even yeah. though I've chosen to come down here for my living and my life, because this is such a different experience than most people I know will ever have. Yeah. And it, yeah, you know, you're, we were you're, in a you're living a totally different life than, than most people yeah. ever will. And people you will ever know will it's it, It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, sitting in the house of somebody, when you take that experience, that's a, just almost a different level of saying, okay, you know, 
there's a small table structure, whatever that's been made out of, and maybe a handmade bench, or it could be some plastic chairs or whatnot. And there's no floor. It's a dirt floor. If yeah. they're if they're super again, if it's a pastor, then they might have a light bulb. Wow. And that's, you know, the dangling light bulb. Yeah. And that's the only light in the whole structure. When I say the whole structure, it could be that there's that is the main room. There might be a bed in the room as well. And there might be a kitchen where there's, you know, the fire with wow. the like the flames. And in some cases, there's that's just one room. And you have to stand, you know, you have to sit there and kind of take in. And like you said, we're so spoiled. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we, because we've done it a few times, I say a few, we've done it several times now. It's, it's, it's very easy, I think, as humans to sit back and kind of go, oh, I'm getting used to this. You, I, I can't imagine, because my head doesn't think that way, that yeah. I would live this way. Well, it goes it, back again to what we started talking about a little while ago about what you need and the things you can get rid of. You yeah. know, my, me and my tools, it goes back to that. And I'm sitting in somebody's house and all, all they own. <laughs> All they own is like, you know, two plastic chairs and, and, a, and a rickety wooden table wow. uh, and they sleep on the floor. I mean, that, that's pretty normal, you know, and you're sitting really? there thinking, and these guys are not unhappy. I mean, they're, they're not like, you know, wow, I wish we had more stuff. I wish yeah. we had, you know, uh, you know, you Americans, go, they, they're not. They're kind of, they just get on with it. They get on with life and you think, well... I guess, well, they're, you know, they're not. They're not going to. They're not dwelling on those no, things. Right. I mean, they don't know about. I, they don't know things, them. Right. I mean, so. they don't. They don't know to dwell. They no, don't know that they don't ways. have Wi-Fi. or yeah. signals bad. I wish I had a flat screen. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it is. It, it, oh. yeah, but it is. It's kind of it really is a quite a humbling. And I know that's kind of a cliche and all. Everyone says it, but it oh, is quite humbling. You do yeah. see it and you think, wow, you know. You think, so I think back at all the stuff we we kind of groaned a little bit about getting rid of some of the things, like you say, yeah. my tools and all the stuff we got rid of. Oh no, I got. And I'm looking at these people with with absolutely nothing. You know, they literally you know, have a plastic sheet up at the front of the house for the door on a, yeah. on a good day, and and you know they get by. They 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 they, they live and mm-hmm. you know they, they get by with uh, you know with, with joy in most cases. You know, they, they, it's 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 incredible what uh, what you see and what it really means to you know live with very little. Do you so, think going through that process of cleansing yourself of all these possessions do you think that helped yeah. put you in a in a different frame of mind to to maybe better identify with the people that you're down there helping i don't even know if i could say i identify with that because it's it's so much more of an extreme yeah. difference from what we would ever you know i we, i don't there's nobody in the united states that's living like that unless no. it's in a mud hut Maybe I mean, under a bridge or two. Maybe uh, homeless. Yeah, there's it's outside a, of yes. I, but I think I bet you there's a few people that are that are doing it intentional. So some <laughs> well, some folks with a homestead or something yeah. out in like, you know, Oregon, <laughs> rural Oregon or something somewhere. Nothing but love for the good people of Oregon, you know. But uh, I'm, I, I think it might. I think it. I think it was. I think it was good to do. I think it was good to get rid of all that stuff before yeah. we went down there. I think you know, not to knock anybody trying to be, you know, a missionary or go down and do something like this. But some will, you know, keep keep everything here. And I think yeah. it was important for us to get rid of everything. I mean, it was important to us to make this dedication a hundred percent, you know, no, no get out, no plan yeah. B. The, if this goes completely crazy and off the wall, we just come back to a house, we'll right, rent right. it out or whatever we'll big storage unit of stuff. And well, it makes that it was easier part of it. too, because yeah. you don't Correct. know where you're going to go next. You, you, yeah. you, you don't have any tether here. Correct. You know, yeah. you've cleared out the storage unit, the storage yep. unit's gone. Yep. So, 
I mean, you, it's, it's it's wherever the day may take you. Yeah, sure. That, that is kind of yeah. cool. That, that is kind of liberating in, in in many respects. But it, I'm I, was, I'm serious important. when I tell you I'm envious yeah. of it. I really 100 <laughs> percent am. And it's even weirder doing it when you're 50. I mean, yeah. we we were 50 years old before we kind of got the call um, yeah. to do this. And at 50, you're thinking, well, you know, we're riding up to retirement. We we got a nice house, cars. We're doing okay. Little pension fund running. We we're, we're looking pretty good here. And then to suddenly get this call. And you know, well, now God calls you to go to Guatemala, and you, you just for a second, you got to think, now, <laughs> hey, now, well, 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 thirty maybe, but, right? Uh, but it does, but it also opens your eyes to the fact that it can happen any time. There's no, you know, there's no time limit, no on, a, limit. on a on a calling, or a, if you're passionate enough to do something and really want to do it. You know, there's no age limit. We, we, you know, I, I now we're down there at 50. It, uh, you know, it, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. like, yeah, now I'm okay with the fact that it's only happened at, at 50 years old. But when we first started getting the call, it well, you do think of it. And I'm sure other people have said the, the same thing, not to our faces, but I'm sure. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, <laughs> Kristen and Julian, oh, let me tell you about them. Yeah, yeah. They were 50 years old, they were old, but it's just you know now we're down there. Well, they got to like, see yeah. how how well it's it's going, and, yeah. and you know, right. I mean, you guys are doing amazing thing. I mean, I'm watching you ride around these little dirt roads, <laughs> winding through, you know, in, in in the backs of these like little like old school Toyota pickup yeah. trucks and yeah. just yeah. with mounds of food like yeah. that's yeah. amazing it, it, it is that's it's, a, it's, that's it's, amazing it's kind of a it is it's an interesting day it's not yeah. like a day at the office I mean you you, you <laughs> know it's, it's no. something. and you know and the one thing I think or the one the 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 first thing I think we learn or I certainly learn Christmas pretty right behind me is as, as a missionary the number one thing you got to be as flexible yeah as in you don't know what the day is you know is yeah. is going to entail you don't right. know if you'll get to that mountain top you don't right. know if it'll be raining you don't know you know what you'll meet on the way mm. I mean the the unexpected the unknown police checks I mean it, but it, it's kind <laughs> of exciting yeah. but it, it kind of is you really don't know what to expect what's and, this sort of terrain like are there are there a lot of animals to be can, like a jungle area? Like, what are we talking <laughs> Not about? Not where what, we where, are. Yeah. There's there's stray dogs everywhere. Really, everywhere you can imagine. But you, it's really more that when you see animals, it's more farming animals. Yeah. It's more cows and horses and yeah. We don't have lions and tigers. No, yeah, no. giraffes. No, no. We're, we're not going any of the wild stuff. You go west, then I believe again we haven't really done a lot of traveling. But then you go you go further <laughs> west, and it's a little more rainforest area. I believe right. over by um the lake but we're mountainous we're yeah, we uh, we're in a, in, a, in a kind of valley our, our, our town is kind of in the bottom of a, a valley uh, so pretty much every day we go as we say up the mountain so mm. it's it's pretty mountainous um most of the mountains are you know are covered in uh, coffee plants and uh, you know beans and corn where they grow them right up the mountains but wow. uh, the roads there's no concrete roads. The roads are, you know, more like riverbeds, really. So it's it's four-wheel drive. You know, we have a little Toyota pickup truck, and you're in four-wheel drive maybe for two hours, <laughs> you know, in roads. That, you know, even Chris and I, we, we even now we'll go up a road. No, I, I'll just turn around. I don't think this is a road anymore. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you go way past a road. I don't even know what it's like a, a track, I guess. is You know, it, it looks like, yeah, this really hasn't ever been driven on. Right. Um, and it, it is. It's rough road. So it's up, it's up the mountain. We, 
you know, we're pretty much, you know, a few hundred feet above sea level in our town. Is but that, now, is it, is it hot over there? I mean, oh, yeah. Did, yeah what, what, what are we talking like average? <laughs> well, the, the summer is earlier because we're closer to the equator. So summer yeah. is like March, April, May. And, you know, it's like your 100 plus degree weather. Um, it's not as humid. I was going to say, how's nice, the humidity? But, no, yeah, that makes a big difference. <laughs> but it's still, it's still... It's an intense heat. Yeah. It's an intense yeah. heat. I think because you're closer to the sun, maybe. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's an intense. It's it's hundreds and fives. You know, I mean, you get you get up there. We've had hundred and tens. I mean, it's it. Yeah. It's pretty, and you know, we don't. There's no central AC. Yeah. Um. So we had to. You know, you got to learn how just to grid it out. Deal with your. Yeah. Deal well, we're with coming your, into winter now, so it's it's yeah. you know we're getting the highs in the 80s now. So mm-hmm. you know it gets 80 for for the two months of winter, um, which will be you know, December January. Mm-hmm. 80 degrees will probably be you know quite the, the high, and then yeah, it'll kick it up, kick it up to 100, mm-hmm. and wow. it'll stay there most of the year. The hurricanes but, brought it down in the 70s, which was nice. Yeah. yeah. And we had just before we left, there was one night we literally I sat outside for a second, and I went. Oh, I might have to actually like <laughs> joyfully go put on long sleeves because that's not a. That's almost, not a it was almost chilly. We almost, almost got to that. Almost, almost be classified as chilly. Yeah. Sli- <laughs> maybe slightly chilly would now probably be the best way to call that. Does get it does get cold in the mountains? Yeah, the high, yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. the higher you go, the well, more. I was it just saying about the cold. elevation right. there. We our town is is probably you know just a few hundred feet above sea level, but we can get. It's nothing to be six thousand feet. You know, above yeah. sea level on any one day, even farther mm. up. But then, you know, we can get five, six thousand feet up, and yeah, it's it's and then it gets cool. We, you know, we we take blankets, you know, up to the villages uh, that altitude. You know, mornings and evenings, it does get mm. cool. Wow. I mean, they have to keep a fire on. Yeah. Well, they have a fire. I mean, the fire up in the villages in the house. The fire is like the it's like having a, a fifty-inch plasma TV. It's right. a central feature of the of the house. Yeah. You know, the fire is everything. So yeah. up there, and and you know, mornings and evenings up on the mountain, it's heat. Yeah. You know, as well as everything, you know, they they like the fire to cook on. Everything gets cooked on the fire. Right. Um, but they do need heat. It's kind of weird. We're down at hundred degrees, and then you go, you know, top of a mountain, and they've got any <laughs> blankets. So, yeah, it is different. Definitely. That's wild. Yeah. So feedingfaith.org. Yes. That's it. Now, you guys have recently achieved 501c3 yeah. nonprofit oh, status. We did. We did. Congratulations. Thank you. Very that cool. was a long and tumultuous <laughs> process. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, we, that ain't easy. Well, we started the process in January. Yeah. And, you know, we left in March and with the pandemic, um, you know, we were just trying to communicate with the IRS, which isn't always the easiest thing anyway. And then they closed a, you know, vast amount of their offices. So there were quite a few that were, you know, not open. Right. So literally it just happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a long process, but yeah, we're very excited. It's going to open a lot of doors for us. Gives us, um, you know, it's, it, it's not, you know, it makes us tax deductible and all the good stuff right. that goes along with that. So right. we're, yeah, we're very excited about that. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, if, if you want to contribute, you know, it's important. People want to take their, you know, their, the tax deduction from, from making a charitable contribution. And, you know, it, I, I think also it, it helps put people's mind at rest because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people asking for money. A lot of people asking yeah. for donations, different causes. And, you know, you've, you've, 
you've got to have a lot of legitimacy uh, these days. I think people are kind of cautious on what they want to give. Oh, so you know, we wanted to make sure you know this this gives us accountability. I mean, we've got it means a lot more paperwork for Kristen in the <laughs> yeah. accounting side of things because you yeah you got to be really careful. You know, we got some serious accounting. Oh, I'm sure every and, every cent yeah. has to be accounted yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, and it it means that you know people give and and we you know we we've always said it you know people give anything to us and it is it's all going down there. It's all going to do good. Um, so I think it just it just helps you a little bit with uh, you know uh, some but, of the people that want to give to a to a charity. So right, yeah, that's absolutely. big, big yeah. for us. It is. It's very exciting. I'm just thrilled that you know it's over as far as <laughs> <laughs> just getting the letter and getting everything sorted out. You know, as you were saying earlier, it's like with COVID. It's, you didn't realize how many systems have been affected yeah. by this with government oh, and just logistics. Crazy. We talked earlier about the the pat my passport. Um, trying to do passport renewal is you know four to six weeks is expedited. So. That's crazy. <laughs> Pray, pray for me on that one. So <laughs> pray for that comes back here uh, sooner than later. Yeah, so we're a bona fide uh, non-profit. Yes. So for the next few years, like moving forward, yes. I mean, what what does what does that look like? I mean, what what sort of what sort of work are we looking at doing? What sort of uh, you know programs? Sure. I mean, philosophy. Like, what are what are what are you guys? going to be doing for the next few years down there what can what can we expect to see <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be interesting um you know uh, we're gonna have to go into hurricane relief as is as, as i said earlier yeah. you know we, we we what we plan for next year um yeah although we want to put programs in we're going to be led by what the need is you know on the hurricane right. um, side of things, so we'll be you know sheltering people. But you know, we'll, again, we're, what we're trying to do is sustainability. That's 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 really the key to us. Yeah. Is we're trying yeah. to 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 help the people of, of Guatemala, especially in the villages, to kind of help themselves. That's really yep. you know the absolute number one. So we're gonna, right. you know, Kristen's gonna be working hard and hard with with the health and like you said, the um, trying to get these women to learn how to how to stretch. There's gonna be oh, health. There's yeah. gonna be we're gonna be feeding them. I mean, feeding is 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 a big thing. So it's going to be still feeding. We're going to be working with churches, um, trying to you know build more churches, building communities. Um, Education is yeah. also a, a big um, way we want to head towards. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, talking earlier about maybe um, trade. You know, let, let me. <laughs> I'm going to back up for a second. What we do, everything also. You know, first and foremost, we are there as Christians to evangelize. Right. So we, you know, we want to make sure that obviously we're there to teach the word. We're there to teach the Bible. Um, we want to focus heavily on children. But, you know, if the parents aren't involved, then, you know, we, we're, we're trying to help make generational change. So we want to make sure that, that that's you know understood that evangelizing is our first uh, and foremost goal and uh, but but the trade i think you know doing education for trade is really important too yeah. just to give um a, we've got some pastors that um are in the process of uh, trying to build a school and we're going to be involved with that so that it will be local people because that's one of the questions we've had people say oh so you're going to go down there and teach these classes and we're like no not necessarily we're going to help kind of facilitate that because yeah. they want the locals to be involved so yeah. there's people who are local in the in the city that are willing to go into the villages you know whether it's once a week or one twice a month to go teach a sustainable skill that can be used again to you know 
try to learn com, you know, something for commerce to try to make a little bit of money to be able to help, you know, whether it's buy a little bit of food or, you know, help the family with a little bit of clothing so that some of that dependencies, you know, can start to be drifted away. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's uh, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have an interesting couple of years. We're yeah. excited to say we'll we'll you know we'll see where we led. And this is what a lot of people say. You know, how long are you gonna stay in Guatemala? And you know, this this to us was you know a calling that we we had to go there, and we're gonna stay there until we're called to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, we we've got no exit plan, so we're gonna yeah. be working in Guatemala in yeah. in the mountains. We're gonna be doing you know as much as we can. Our mission is to help the people. I mean, the mission was sent That's down why. there to help the people. Yeah. Um, I so. I, th- I think people probably question that because they don't understand it. Yeah, they don't understand the mental space that you're in because they, I think most people kind of figure, okay, yeah, I could go do something like that. And then I could come back here to all my stuff yeah. and, right. you know, business yeah. as usual and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, I think, and, and, and that's it's, not what you guys are doing. I mean, you're in it for the, in, in it for the long haul. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, think, I mean, that's the, the calling we got. The calling we've got is is you know we now have uh, know that the rest of our lives will be doing it. That's how yeah. that's how uh, powerful this thing is for us. We know that uh, you know we're not coming back to the U.S. for to, to live. If 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 God decides He wants us to work as, as missionaries in Detroit or you know Lower Manhattan to help the homeless, then that's what He'll send us to do. But we have I'm going to advise against Detroit <laughs> having, yeah, having been there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> We kind of keep talking. I think you're better off in Guatemala, personally. Yeah. Could uh, be. Detroit it, used to be a cool city. Oh, it used to be. It used to be. It's it's coming right. along. It there's, is. I think it's. There's been some revitalization going on. My theory is that uh, Detroit's going to kind of go the way of New York, you know, mm-hmm. but it's going to take decades yeah. but i mean just like back in the day when uh you know the artist revitalization in the east village and all that yeah. sort of stuff right. uh detroit is 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 they have achieved they've reached the phase where where the artists are moving in right yeah. you know they're right. buying up yeah. the the build they're buying up like 20 story buildings for like 10 grand yeah, they're making yeah. and these guys are going yeah they're making lofts <laughs> and that in that's that's it. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the key to success. Twenty years from now, gentrification. Right. Game right. over. Yep. And Detroit will be back on It'll top. Hopping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. One thing um I wanna say is that like you said about, you know, a lot of people aren't in the headspace you're in. Yeah. To make the transition, it's you know, we're we're sitting here and we're laughing and we're telling all these stories, but yeah. The transformation and the change of going to a developing country from the United States is not an easy one. I would, it's like, I, yeah. you no know, way I, would I do it. <laughs> certainly don't want to sugarcoat, you know, and when I say it was a terrible experience or anything, I think because it wasn't, it's, it's been amazing, but it's oh, yeah. not, it was not necessarily, you know, bubblegum and sunshine every moment. And, right. you know, what's interesting is when we got there, Again, we got there, we're trying to get our feet wet, get in and, you know, okay, learn, okay, now we're going to be working here, we're going to help with this, and then boom, pandemic. And the pandemic happened so quickly that all of these rules we're talking about, as far as, you know, the, the lockdown was a little stricter than it was here, obviously, that was our normal. Yeah. That immediately became our normal. Our normal was a 4 p.m. curfew, mandatory mass, no businesses open, uh, the state borders closed as well as the country border, the airport. So we just went into that. Like it was so new 
And so raw, we don't know, you know, we know minimal. I shouldn't say we don't know the language, but we did, you know, we knew very little of anything. Yeah. We were working strictly with American people and translators, you know, for, for a while. And I can, you know, kind of get by-ish now. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, that became our normal. And a matter of fact, to the point where when the curfew started lifting, you know, and things started opening up a little, you're like where do these people come from, you know, because the traffic started to increase and oh, yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, why is the traffic so bad? Like fall in Gainesville. Yeah. You know, and all the students come back exactly. and it just, exactly. Jesus. Yeah. It, it just became the norm. And so I'm not saying again, it was, it was, it wasn't an easy transition, oh, no. but, yeah. and, and it's funny. Somebody asked me probably at the three or four month mark, or asked us, so do you feel like this is home? And I think Julian may have said, yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, I would say now, it's, what's what's really interesting is we visited, well, we were down there for mission work before. We went on several mission trips, but then we went on our own and went to go scope it out. Yeah. Outside of going with a group. Right. And we went twice to do that, mm-hmm. I think it was. And there were times we were driving around on our own and again, not knowing very, like, I mean, barely a lick of Spanish and going into completely foreign, so to speak, you know, going into foreign neighborhoods, there was a sense of nerve, nervousness, you know, at that point. And it's funny now coming full circle, we'll drive through those same places. And I've said to Julian, I'm like, you know, it's weird. A year ago, I would have driven through here like, what's gonna happen? You know, this is weird. And now I'm like, oh, it's, you know, just another city and it's just another street. And now this is becoming the noise. This is normal and I'm comfortable. You know, you're still comfortably aware because we are still in a developing country. The rules are different. We do stand out. We don't look like the other people there. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no blending in. It's not, you know, it's not like going off to somewhere in Europe and we can blend in. It's, we definitely stand out. So, um, but you know, it's taken time. It's been a growing process, but now, now it definitely feels like you know that's that's where we live. Yeah. So, it's it's becoming the norm. It is becoming the yeah. norm without the pandemic norm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is there was there a point when you, uh, you know, you you get here, you get home, you know, uh, and you well to the states sure. or however you want to call it. Uh, have have you gone? Have you stopped and? Been like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of ready to go back. Like, or, or or are you are you still enjoying it? Is there still a little bit of a honeymoon period I, I while we've been th- here? This trip has been a busy trip. We we've had so much kind of jammed in. Yeah. We, we, it it really has. We've kind of haven't stopped since we've been here. No. We two weeks we've been in in Gainesville, and yeah, we want to visit. You know, the problem we're coming back. We've got so many kind of friends. We've got family. Um, that we want to go visit everybody who wants to visit sure. us. So we really, it's it's been a bit of a head spinner, this one. So I've re- personally, I haven't really had too much time to think about much else. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of focusing a little more on getting back and get kind of stuck into the, the relief work. And it's, yeah. you know, because that's kind of what we do. And it, it's... Um, you know, starting to get my head a little bit forward thinking into into getting back and, and getting, you know, stuck back into the work. But to this point, it's been a bit busy to even yeah. think about uh, too much of anything. We've just been like just visiting people and, and uh, yeah, it's been a, been a crazy couple of weeks. This is the fourth thing on our schedule today. Yeah. <laughs> That's how every day has been yeah. really wow. since 
Yeah. And it, yeah. Well, foolishly, we kind of announced we were coming back. That was probably the biggest yeah. mistake we made. We actually yeah. told people we were coming back. <laughs> and it's like everyone comes out of the woodwork. And you know, we're going to forget. Well, not forget some people. We're going to have people that, you know, some oh, people say, well, you didn't come and see us. I mean, and we have it. Usually when we get home, it'll be, oh, I didn't realize you were in town. We could have done dinner. We yeah. could have. I said, yeah. we can only eat three or four meals a day. <laughs> we we got off to that. We're done. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah. you can't see everybody. It is. And it's kind of weird now. We come back. And, yeah, this doesn't, it doesn't feel so much of a kind of rest or vacation. Right. This has been more... Yeah, we wanted to see. We had a lot of people to see. Um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to going to Texas and just chilling out there yeah. for, yeah, for a little while. Next. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Texas next. I'm definitely glad we got a chance. To, uh, oh, it's been you know, wonderful. To, I know we 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 were we tried to do this last time you were in yeah. town. Yeah. Didn't didn't happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I've been wanting to do this for a while just because what you're doing, you know, is I'm so fascinated by it. I mean, like I said, envious. I mean, to just I'm going. We're going to Guatemala. That is. Man, like not a lot of people do say that and actually do it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, well, I mean, a lot it's of a people, small we, percentage. We've got a lot of uh, we've come across people that, uh, and for, for whatever reason, of, of of waiting to do it. You know, I yeah. think that's that's the key. If you wait, it's like everything. It's like when people want to wait before they have kids yeah. until they've got like oh, enough money. Oh, wait times yeah. right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think yeah. people will talk themselves. Oh, we've done. I mean, you you do it in a lot of things in life. You talk yourself out of it. You give yourself enough time. Yeah. So. Sit around waiting have, to do it, you'll yeah, never do it. That's right. I've got to wait till I've got this done, pay the house off, get the kids, you know. And yeah. There's a million things you can, you know, put in the way and build the walls and do it later, do it later. And, you know, I'm just happy that we took the we took the jump, that we yeah. knew it was what we had to do. And, and kind of we, we were blessed enough to kind of both be on the same path to follow it through. But, uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah. I think we're on the same path. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're close. Yeah, we are well, after, definitely. After I... six months in lockdown and curfew, we are kind of back on the same path now. Is there, uh, is there anything you're going to take back with you on uh, this trip? Is there anything you're like, oh, I got to, I got to take a couple of these back or, you know, or, not... or some tools or something? Is there? Well, I am, t- I am taking some stuff back for the truck. Funnily enough, it's weird that, uh, yeah, I am taking a suitcase full of bits for my truck, but and a couple of tools. I am taking some tools back. You are Just taking a few some bits. tools back. Um, I like I said, I was digging through my photo albums, and because of the weight, I'm not going to take them. But you know, th- and I say photo albums because now I'm sound like I'm old because nobody uses photo <laughs> albums anymore. But I got a stack of them in there. It's yeah. all right. I, I'm with you. And I actually I made the jump to actually open them up and start taking the actual pictures out, so yeah. I can at least take the photos back without the book. Now why not just just get you go down a go down to Walmart, rent a scanner for you yeah. know a couple days, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, Plug it in, scan them all to USB. Yeah, well, and there's something about having that tactile, that tactile <laughs> that's thing true. and flipping through. I, I don't know. I mean, I literally have boxes and I have gobs. I haven't even finished going through them. The good thing is in this but, day and age, mm-hmm. you could reprint those pictures I later. Know, I know. Yeah, I can do something go. with that. But, you know. I was trying to help you out here that? so you can save your pictures and, you know. One thing we've done is, you know, before we left, I mean, we had a U.S. list. And then it's like, do we need that? Do we need this? Do we need that? And so there's things, though, that, I mean, nothing super weird. You know, it's not like, the one thing that was shipped down to us earlier this year was peanut butter. Really? Yeah, because somebody asked, you know, we we got a box, a small box of stuff. And I said, yeah, if you want to throw in some peanut butter, you know, because you can get it, but it's in a very small jar and it's not cheap because it's really more like a, it's like a luxury item. It's like an import, you know, so something like that was, you know, was nice to have because I like peanut butter. But (laughs) I I mean, I think 
for the most part, we can we can get what we need. We can right. get what we need down there. Again, there's no Amazon, so we have, like Julian said, we've ordered a few things for the car and, yeah. you know, bits and pieces like that. There's also, we don't uh, want, you know, if you take stuff down there, the, the deal is it's going to run out, you know. Yeah. So, you you know, and I'm, I'm not going to get, you know, you fill your suitcase up with, you know, chocolate, candy, whatever. You, you, you know, you get down there and a month later, I've run out of it. So it's kind of, <laughs> I'd rather just not have it. It's like giving up smoking. Oh, I'm giving, I'm giving yeah. it up. I'm the same I just way. take it down there and I start consuming it for like a month and oh, then it yeah. runs out so i'd I be did, miserable it is i do uh we did get shit with a five-hour energy as well because yeah. I'm, I'm a, oh god I'm a five-hour yes. energy guy and yeah. uh we can't yeah. get that down there no. so that may be a few bottles I'm of five sure hour going back with out. us so, uh, so if anybody out there in portville wants to send you some yes. stuff five-hour energy and yeah. peanut butter is. there it is That's, they're the two things bare naked granola yeah it's, that's why I brought a bag of that back last time. You know, that lasted, a bag. That lasted like one night. And that's <laughs> that like, was yeah. the problem. That was gone in like yeah. 24 hours. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, I think that, I mean, we really haven't. We, we live on what's down there. We, yeah. you, know, you don't really, again, if you, you start making the cut because yeah. otherwise you will keep craving it and, right. and, well, and like you I said, it's it more. easier to do that when you've gone in and you've committed sure. to this the way that you have. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's like peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is great, yeah. but it's not here. No, right. no big deal, but. That's yeah. because we've committed to doing this and we're loving yeah. doing it. What's, the, what's been the biggest thing that you had to change? What's the biggest learning curve going down there? Just like a like a daily basis sort of thing. Lang- what's language. language. The language. Yeah. Is it just Spanish or Guatemalan? Well, like specifically? It's... I'm totally yeah. ignorant to no, it. No, no, no. So. It is. It's a Spanish-speaking country, but there are like a bunch of different dialects. Right, now, okay. where we are, it is predominantly Spanish. Yeah. When you start going deeper into the mountains, there's a lot of different dialects. Um, we went to a village that was several hours away, kind of on a little pilgrimage over the summer, and I believe it's Pocomchi is the name of the dialects. And huh. so... Um, the, the couple that was with us, they, they're bilingual and they had to use a pastor who is bilingual in Spanish and Pocomchi to translate. Gotcha. To, so you almost had like three but translations now they understand going Spanish, on. Spanish, I mean, is it close enough no. like they would understand it? You get no. really. Some of the, yeah, you get up into the mountains um, <clears throat> and they won't understand Spanish. So it's just it's a, a, a language yeah. that they've developed all their own. It's a yeah. language, wow. some of it's Mayan and there's, yep. there's several other languages up there mm-hmm. and no, you if you go up there even with regular Spanish, they you, you can't communicate. So that was kind of, it's, it is, it's kind of interesting and, you know, you also realize that you know you've got a lot to do. You got a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we're still we're still newbies. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 you you can't kind of uh, get too arrogant about you know what we we're going to go in there and, and do everything in the first year. You know, we got we got a long way to go. This yeah. is the, we you know we're still getting our feet wet. We yeah. we, we know it's what we're going to do. Um, but you know, it's 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 we got the rest of our lives. You know, we're, right. we're down there now for good. So we'll we've just got to take one day at a time. Right. You know, and it's every day, and every day's different. Every day is different, isn't it? And that's that's what I enjoy probably more than anything. You get up in the morning, you know. We've had jobs and businesses here. You get up and you kind of script the whole week, the whole month, you know, the whole year out down there. It's you you can't really script out a day because you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know what you're <laughs> wow. going to find on the side of a mountain. You don't know yeah. what you're going to do. You set out to do, you know, to, to do something, but so if you're something. a planner, it's probably <laughs> not the thing for you then. <laughs> you know, no, if you're OCD, then yeah. you know, it might be a little. What about what about for you, Julie? What's yeah. has there been a moment where you have just you're know, like this is like the biggest learning curve well 
I, I just think it is you've for me you've just gotta uh, it's putting other people first every single day you know yeah. that that that's really been a an absolute key to me you get up and you you really have to this is what i'm here to do and every pretty much everybody you come across you gotta you say you know this is my this is my job down here is to help these which means i have to put them first you gotta just put your ego your pride everything has to be put away you know you've got to say yeah this has to be genuine you gotta be genuinely wanting to 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 get these people you know whatever you can do yeah. get, get the you know instead of you getting the most out of a day you've got to try and give somebody else the, the, the most you can give them for the day so you know that, that, that's that, and i enjoy that that that's been but that's really important to me as well to make sure that i can give uh, you know and, and and some days it's tougher because some days you get they kind of get a me 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 sure. coming in but yeah, that that's that's what I'm kind of really working on. It's just making sure that every day, and it's a cliche. And people think you know that that's just everyone says that, but it's it's it is. We that's what we're doing. You know, yeah. try and make that every is single it, day. Is it fairly safe the the area you're in, like the the villages? Is it, is it safe like riding through there? I mean, there's. I think yeah. that we are not like pirates or I, I don't know what they'd be called a, but <laughs> bandits I, I mean say we're like naively <laughs> safe you know I think we have this attitude like we're fine we know that you know yeah. it happens yeah, yeah there's danger everywhere oh yeah, yeah I think I mean, you've got to be you've got to be kind of wary I mean yeah. I think we've we've been very blessed and lucky that we've worked with some uh, some locals that are down there we got yeah. very very quickly to work with locals and, and missionaries that have been down there for some time sure. that kind of know the good and the bad but no, the bad stuff happens I mean yeah. you can't sugarcoat it up in the mountains bad stuff happens to yeah. good people yeah. um, you know it, it's we've been very lucky so far we, mm -hmm. but you you got to keep your eyes and ears open you got wits about you as yeah. they would say you know you got to be careful and, and where you go and it, it's important who you speak to and what you tell them and, and you know there's this you know, in the mountains, the, the, we've had you know, there's there's some horror stories up in the mountains yeah. that uh, you know it it, it, go, it can go bad on you yeah. up there. So. Most mm -hmm. people in the you know, the, all the men are wielding machetes because they're field workers, but that's yeah. still a weapon. Yeah. And you know, we we know of people who have you know they go in and they don't like that maybe there's a a Christian pastor a pastor in there and you know they start fighting with them and they try to want to run Ooh. them off or you know there's people who've lost you know lost digits lost hands oh, lost been geez. cut and had you know there's 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 crazy stuff that like I said it's a weapon yeah. as well yeah, as a tool I, I think for seeing, the field seeing the, the machetes is a good is a good point I mean every every male over the age of 10 yeah <laughs> carries a four foot long machete with them yeah. everywhere yeah. they go yeah. I mean do you, do, you, do you have one I do have he a machete does now. I, I got him one for our anniversary. <laughs> <I got> my, <laughs> anniversary my anniversary gift was a four foot machete. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm going to tell my wife to get me a machete Come for. On, it was for the creative thinking. This is yeah. kind of a funny little story. Is every year we try to do, you know, there's always like the traditional wedding gifts. There's yeah. like that list of, you know, wood and yep. glass or whatever. Copper. Copper. Yeah. Yeah. And Less this stone. was our 10 year. We were down there. It was like, we have one car. How do you shop when you can't tell somebody? You, but anyway, so we, it was, and I think it was aluminum. Aluminum or tin. Aluminum or tin was yeah. the 10 year. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, we did a few other things, but it was just like, I'm like, what on earth? And then the light bulb went off <laughs> at the very last minute. But yeah. And so I thought he is such a practical person that. <laughs> 
I told somebody else, and they were like, well, that's not very romantic. And I'm like, but oh, Julian yeah. doesn't want a romantic right. gift. Yeah. Julian wants a machete. <laughs> yes, he does. Man, Julian has that a sounds machete. like a great gift. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I mean, come on. How many people can I mean, say, like, what did you get for Yonder Vest? I got a machete. I'm just saying, if I marketed, <laughs> if I sold Porchville machetes, I bet you they'd sell. You know? It is. So. I mean, there's something about a man with a machete. So yeah. I am now, I'm, I'm fully Guatemalan, I think. Right. At this point, I think that is now fully Guatemalan. You are a machete-wielding Brit, British of all <laughs> <laughs> with machete yeah well so feedingfaith.org is yes. the website correct and uh, feeding faith is where people can find you on facebook yes and all that stuff and, and of instagram course instagram as well and instagram yes and uh, and hopefully maybe maybe someday in the, in the distant it. not yeah. too distant future yeah. i'm encouraging them to get on tiktok <laughs> yep. because i love tiktok so if uh if you think uh You'd like to see their videos on TikTok, maybe, you know, yeah. help me grease the wheels, folks. Yeah. So we'll I think there's that. a lot of good content there. I think yeah. uh, I think it'd be yeah. successful and be a really great way to, you know, get your message out there, but also mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, get some get some people donating. Sure. Coming yeah, I mean, that's in what we're, you know, we're looking at. One-time you know? donations, monthly sponsors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, again, everything's tax deductible. It's tax so. deductible. Woo-hoo. Deductible people. That's yeah. doesn't get any to better it. than that. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. No. And we'll be putting out some stuff. You know, we're going to get back down there and as I said, it'll be hurricane relief so there'll be some stuff we're going to be putting out on YouTube yeah, sure. and on the website about what we're going to try and do and what we're going to try and achieve uh, and what we're looking for. YouTube. So, you know, that'll be, watch out for some hurricane relief kind of updates or what's happening when we get back down there. But yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Yes, well, we have a YouTube channel as well. Feeding so, Faith? Feeding Faith. Beautiful. Feeding Faith Missions? <laughs> if well, you look up Feeding I think it's Feeding Faith Missions. And we will definitely be posting <laughs> any of those any of those links so, that uh, yeah, that you guys send, though. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely repost them. And, uh, you know, because, I mean, we've been in this for a while now. Yeah. You know, the show is over a year old. Yeah. And I think you're on the third episode. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So... Oof. I mean, we've been we've been doing this a little yeah, bit, right. you know. We're we're invested. We've been chatting know, like, a while. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's we've been, enjoyed it's it. Been great. Yeah, it's yeah. been good, man. It's yeah. been uh, been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. enjoyed uh, just chilling and chatting. Yeah, well, I know you guys. Like I said, this is this has been your, your like you said, this has been your fourth stop today. So <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. we're 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 coming up on the uh, two hour mark. Really? Um, wow. About an hour and forty five. Wow, but, that's uh, crazy. But um, I have to laugh because, you know, obviously people out in listening land don't know yeah. the layout. They know that we're out here on the porch. Yeah. But I have a really nice view of um, inside Nick's house and the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. And I've been watching a cat race go back and <laughs> forth now for the last 30 minutes. Like every once in a while, a couple of them will dart by and then the tree will move. Yeah. And I'm just kind of waiting to see if the uh, the tree or the lights are going to. It's a little little Christmas vacation like, you know, I'm waiting. Yeah. It's. I keep seeing the bottom. Tr- all the all the lights on the bottom are rattling a bit. So. I know exactly which one that is too. Go. I'm gonna let him know. You know, one thing, if you don't mind, I have one. This something that popped up. Yeah. Uh, with everything going on, is is when you were asking earlier about um, adapting to things yeah. and the sense. And then we did touch on this a little bit. The sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's kind of funny, and I really think it's important to share, is you know, in in the difference was. When we got settled in our house, in our place, um, people will come by your front door 
And, you know, because it's so hot, you always got your windows open, you know, and people can see in. And and so it's not uncommon, you know, you're trying to sit there or maybe you're watching, you're on your computer, you're doing something, and somebody's like, hola, hola, out, literally out your front window. <laughs> right. And because we're from the States, you know, people don't answer their door anymore. Yeah. Like if somebody just comes to your door, typically, you know, because the sense of community so I don't want to say it's bad here, and you know, but it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, you said it's not pretty me. terrible. I'll admit. Someone knocks on my door, you should get the gun. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, if I'm not expecting you, then yeah, like you know, then on. you'd be peeking you out the window. See, yeah, like who's let's at the be door? Honest, you see and, some headlights pulling your driveway yeah. to turn around. You're like, who is that? Yeah, son of a, you know, you're yeah. ready yeah. to go. It's right, like, and so it's funny because I've we've talked about this because it happens. It happens frequently. Yeah. It's the neighbors. And my initial reaction for really the longest time was like, oh my God, who's there? Why is somebody <laughs> at my front door? What? And, and it took me, and you know, the thing is, every single time somebody is coming to my door, they're coming to give me something yeah. unasked for. Yeah. It's the neighbor bringing me tamales. No, it's usually food. It's they'll, the they'll neighbor bring food. bringing cake because those the daughter has got to be amazing oh they're totally oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> and when and when mama's cooking we call her mama <laughs> mama mama in the house behind us when mama's cooking yeah. we're getting tamales yeah. uh, and they're good yeah. i mean you can see her cooking them you know outside they'll have an yeah. outside stove outside the house mm -hmm. oh, and when uh, when she's cooking tamales yeah. we're getting some and Wait, there'll be a whole other. batch of them well during the well i keep oh, saying during good. the in the pandemic when they <laughs> where right now yeah currently. right now well when the I mean, when the curfew was going on, the you, food delivery could occur. Food, yeah. and which which meant any restaurant all of a sudden got a scooter, slapped a handwritten sign, oh, yeah. and said food delivery because everyone was delivering yep. food. And there was a little tiny store, you know, on the other side of the little city we live in. It's a tienda as a store, and they would go out they'd load up some of the goods from their store and go out to neighborhoods and deliver yeah. and so our neighbors would order from them and then they sent them to us and see if we wanted anything and they'd have like could be vegetables honey like all these random grocery bits and they have like some amazing cheeses and so i bought some cheese the daughter so it was a mother and daughter the daughter speaks very fluent english so that was like a plus right but now because of that since then they'll still go around and deliver they literally will come to my door to see if i want cheese i literally get cheese delivery that's kind of amazing it's amazing <laughs> and so we joke about it so if you hear that hola i'm like oh, i wonder if it's cheese chick you know yeah <laughs> That's yeah. that's I I mean I I know people personally that yeah. would love a cheese delivery weekly. Yeah. That, that's pretty dope. So you know, go out and knock on someone's door. Bring yeah. your bring your friend bring your neighbor some cheese. I I have thought get your because sense of community back. We moved into this neighborhood a couple of years ago. I've I've I remember that. thought about uh, doing some sort of a almost like a community event. You know, like a community barbecue like or something. Party. You know, like a block party because. Commu the sense yeah. of community by and large and and I think again I think that's something that goes back to the lack of religion and church and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah. and because you know the the community you know used yeah. to the, the community used to come together every right. Sunday you know it didn't matter what you were doing you were going to drop what you were doing you're going to go yeah. to church on Sunday for the most part right. you know and and I'm talking way back when right. things were much smaller 
you know, but as we grew and, you know, the bigger and bigger we got, the, the more we grew out of that and uh, drifted away from that way of doing things. And the sense of community, you know, has suffered. Yeah, yeah I you think, know. you know, people just get, uh, you know, they're, they're individual, individualistic and, and people, you know, it can, it can be a lonely place on your own. It really you know? can. And I, I think that, you know. Just, and nothing it, has proved that more than yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. I mean. Goodness! Time. Yeah, we got to get to got to get together. I mean, yeah. however we do it, we got to get together. We need other humans. We need other people oh, with yeah. us. I mean, it's 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 a it's a huge thing, yeah. beneficial. But yeah, uh, I mean, we did the Zoom meetings. Like we were yeah. we were talking earlier, we did the Zoom meetings, but uh, it just it nothing. You know, nothing like face to face sitting down and talking. You know, exactly. oh yeah. And uh, but this is this has been great, guys. And uh, yeah, feeding faith. Dot org. That's us. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube. TikTok. Hopefully, TikTok. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna settle All that. We're gonna get that squared away. And I hope you know you and Katie have an open invitation. To oh, come to Chicky Moolah. Yeah. So the only thing you yes. need right come now is a COVID test. To Excellent. Get in. Yep. Can I? I'll, I'll bring the whole podcast. Bring it down. Oh. We'll do it and, from and, Chicky Moolah. And awesome. we will we will podcast from Chick, Chicky Moolah. That'd Slug. be. Would That'd be, be pretty cool. cool. That, that would be, be very cool. cool. We'll even get a we'll get a cheese delivery. We'll get a, we'll get a <laughs> cheese yeah. delivery. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. right now it's going to take uh, you know six to eight weeks for that passport to uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to get through. So, but guys, no this rush. is this has been great. Thank and, you, uh, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the music, Julian, Kristen. Thank you so much. Feedingfaith.org. People, get over there, check it out, donate, and uh, how about the cause? Um, this has been another episode of Porchville Podcast, episode 56. Get us over there on uh, Porchmail at porchvillepod.com. And remember, wherever you listen to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, drop us a comment, review, let us know how we're doing. And uh, that's all we got, man. Take care of that mental health. We'll see you next time. Feedingfaith.org. Get over there. Bye-bye. <laughs>